In five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, all right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Friday, February 24th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you from the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios. We are at Oxmoor Ford here today in the heart of St. Matthew. Stop by and see us. Give Trevor Kelsey the middle finger. Buy a car. It's all part of the process here. Uh, UofL College of Business, by the way, can get you your MBA in 13 months or less. Find out how you can do, make that happen and feel like you're being paid in the process by visiting business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey wearing his remote uniform. you got the, the, the Big X polo. You're looking good. You were here early to set things up. You're feeling more alert than usual, more vibrant than usual. You're, you're ready to go. You're raring to go. I'm ready to get flicked off by some customers, baby. Flicked off, moon him, whatever you want to do. I mean, it's Friday. Have yeah. a good time. We're going to have fun. I'm all for looking at some butts. Well, okay. <laughs> 306. There we go. Right there. Uh, we want to hear from you guys today as well on the Thornton Sex Line. Hit us up at 502-414-1450. While you're at it, download that Refreshing Rewards app from Thornton. It's going to save you money every time you need to fuel up at the pump or every time you need to go inside and grab a goodie from one of the 76,117 area Thornton's locations. There's that many of them for a reason. They're buy, great at what they do. Buy a car here, get filled up there. Buy a car here, get a car, and then get a donut. That's what people say. Car-donut I mean, combination. Well, I mean, you're not supposed to eat in a new car, though, right? Why not? The smell of, you know, new car smells great, but new donut smell, maybe better. Now, as a father, though, you, you've abandoned the no-eating-in-car rule, right? I never had the no-eating-car rule. You never had the no-eating, no. no matter what. I, I, mean, mean, I, I go out of my way to eat in cars. Yeah, that's, I probably eat more meals in my car than I ever have out of my I car. I prefer car eating. <laughs> that's, that's fine dining to me. Can you, can you, are you, have you, have you uh, gotten it down to where you can drive and eat at the same time? I've never had a problem with that. Like, it doesn't matter what you're eating. Like, a, there be burger, fries, tacos. I once did a full Taco Bell meal, and refu I refuse to stop. Like, when I'm on road trips, I want to go, go, go. Oh, same way. And so there was one time we were driving back from, like, I think, like, Bloomington. We'd been in Indiana for some reason, and we got Taco Bell, and everybody's like, we can just pull over, and we, we can eat in the parking lot. And I was like, no, to hell with that. Yeah. I'm eating my tacos while I drive. I'm, I, I, the, the, my most experience was doing a French dip while driving. That's impressive. I was impressed. Mac and cheese from Chick-fil-A while I was driving home from uh, Hilton yeah. last year. I was like, you're about to see 
see a show. Mary's like, <laughs> Mary's like, do you want me to hold your mac and cheese? I was like, oh, no. You're about to see something special right here. I assume I have a feeling you're, you're one of those people like me that can drive with their knees as well. I, I'm, yes. I'm very, that's like the first thing my uncle taught me when he taught me to drive was how to drive with your knees. I could probably get from here to my house with my knees. Safety first, kids. That's what, yeah, that's what, can, that's what this show's about. Hey, we're, not, we're not promoting texting and driving. We're saying it's okay to drive with your knees while you eat mac and cheese. And oh, that rhymes. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it should, should be on a T-shirt. we got lots to get to today. We've got uh, a little basketball, obviously, taking on Georgia Tech tomorrow in the Clash of the Titans down there in Atlanta. Ooh, going for five, baby. Two o'clock tip-off. The battle for not last place is going to be hot and heavy uh, as the Cards look for a season sweep at Georgia Tech and also their first road win of the season. We've got Louisville baseball going on right now at Jim Patterson Stadium. The Cards are hosting Bowling Green for the first of a three-game set. Uh, clean first inning for Ryan Hawks, who's now the, the Friday starter, so they, they will head to the Home half of the, of the first inning there at Jim Patterson. If you want to hear that, why would you? you, you know, wait till wait, wait till we're done. But commercial breaks. Flip over to our sister station, 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. They've got the dulcet tones of Sean Moth over there oh, telling a story, nice. painting a picture as, he, as only he can do. So we've got that going on. If I could hire Sean to do books on tape for me, I would. He, I think he's been like... In the, like that world, he's, he's he's done stuff in that realm before. I imagine. Yeah. I, I wonder how much it charged me if I, like, I wanted to like read just like, like uh, season on the brink, and I could just listen to it on tape. Because Sean hit me up, he was like, "Has anybody done your book on tape?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, I have not been approached about that." I think I told you you need to do it. I bought a uh, a book one time, a wrestling book by Brian Edwards, and he reads it to me. It's the death of WCW. Yeah, he said it's him reading the book to me. So Sean basically hit me up and was like, "I was asking because I'm." Kind of like getting into that world, I'm doing something. Like, maybe somebody could. I was like, I would pay you if I had money for you to read my book on tape, but that's uh, that, that's not going to happen. I want to do Sean with like, I want him to do like Little Women or something. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, it'd make it a lot easier to, to get through. We've got uh, lots of sports stuff to get to. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. We have news. We always say we have news. We have news. Oh yes, big news. Big news. And this is it's kind of leading with the show. related news. What I'm getting at is this. Yeah, what are you teasing at, buddy? You're familiar with Master P. I'm, yes. 16-year-old me was jamming, jamming that back in the day. And Percy, I, and Master I, P. Miller. And I've got to meet him at the, um, the the kickball game, which you were at, or umpired, or whatever. That's right. Yeah. He, was, he was pitching for one of the teams. So, what would you say if I told you that starting Monday... I'm doing a sports TV show with Master P. I don't know what my role in it is. Well, we haven't gotten there yet. I can be the ex. <laughs> Starting on Monday. On Monday? Monday. Master P and I are going to do a, a sports TV show today together. Yeah, yeah, I think your mic is, is going no, out. No, it's this. No, it's, it's not that. Mic. It's You're that. good? It's, yeah. Okay. Like, I thought you were going out, but it's the thing that my hearing is. Way to just stomp all over the announcement there. Appreciate that. I'm sorry. I mean, I, no. This, the equipment's this, not working well. This is the type of stuff that makes me go, uh. Makes <laughs> you go, uh. Na-na-na-na. na 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 So, it's going to be on our, the way that this works, the way that this affects us, is obviously, the Word Media Group, who owns our radio station and yeah, with who we work for. Those are the big bosses. They own WBNA, the TV station. Yep. Uh, covers. They, they have OVW Wrestling. They have a yes. number of programs. Uh, you've seen me. You may have seen me interview Al Snow on New Year's Eve over I there on see w- it. It's on my DVR. So I watch it every night before I go to bed. So the TV show 
with myself and Master P, I believe it's going to be called The Truth. I think that's the working title. This has all happened very fast. So if details wind up not playing out the way that I'm describing them, there's a reason. This is We're all just flying by the seat of our pants oh, sorry, here. We're used to you lying to us. This is not, not lies. <laughs> I'm giving you the truth as I know it. Ah, so there it is. <laughs> the first episode is going to be 7 to 8 on Monday on WBNA, Channel 21 here locally. It's also going to it's going to be put out there in the world of the Internet. So it's going to be kind of an Internet show, but also on TV here locally. 7, 7 p.m., I assume? 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. And it's going to be live, the first show. Oh, good Lord. So... The way that this the, the way that this came about, to my knowledge, is Master P. You know, Master P is very successful. Yeah. He's d- variety of things. He's got the new Snoop cereals coming out. He's a part of that. He's got the wrap snacks that are already in stores. He's an entrepreneur. And one day, a couple of months ago, Master P is like, I watch a lot of sports TV debate shows. I watch Stephen A. Smith. I watch these shows on ESPN, and I think they all kind of stink. And, and and I'm like, me and Master P think alike. I'm Master P. I could do better than this. And so Masterpiece says, let's put our money where our mouth is. Let's make a Masterpiece sports show. Let's just, let's just do it. So he goes to his agent, and he's like, I want to do a sports TV show, which is something that you can do if you're Masterpiece. You and me, we can't really – we couldn't just wake up one day and be like, I want to launch my own adult cartoon now, show. Speak for yourself. I did that last time, and then the person replied, that's nice, sir, but would you like your size – you're like your prize biggie size. Right. We, we, we can do that. Yeah. But it's kind of like when you say anybody can be a shooter on the basketball floor, not everyone can be a maker. Master P can make these things happen. So Master P is like, I want to do a sports TV show. So unfortunately, like ESPN's not just handing out shows. You can't just just pay for space on ESPN. Give them time. So his agent's like, what's our what's our move here? Who do we go with? And obviously Master P has ties to Louisville. We've, we've talked about this before. His grandmother was uh, relocated here during Hurricane Katrina. We, the city took great care of her. Master P was forever indebted. And so he's been involved in this community ever since. So he's got connections here. Reached out to some connections. <laughs> yeah, re- reached out to some connections and, and went kind of down the totem pole. And they found you know, our guys at WBNA. And they're like, hey, what would you think about a Masterpiece sports TV show? And they're like, sounds fantastic. Let's make this happen. So I've kind of I've heard this by word of mouth for a few months now. And it's always been like, would you be interested in hearing about this? Would you be interested in t-? I'm like, yeah, like a, I'm always, you, know, you never turn down a meeting. You're always willing to, like, look at new opportunities. And then very quickly it just became like, all right, well, this is happening. <laughs> and so uh, it was Monday. Master P came in. We, I came in early. We met with him. Uh, he was with Christopher 2X. And you know, we kind of had to talk about how this is going to work. And Master P's kind of like, hey, I'm in town for Hersey's last home game of the season, Virginia Tech, next week. Yeah, yeah. Let's just do the show then. Let's just, <laughs> let's just snap of the finger. Let's just make this happen. And so it's been a very quick turnaround, but we're going. I, I don't. The show is not going to. I think we're still kind of working on the the format. We're going to have other people involved in it. I think we're going to try to get some comedians involved. We're going to try to have some other maybe co-hosts involved. But for now, it's it's all you need to know is it's Mike Rutherford and Master P talking about sports on live television. It's going to happen Monday night. They're also we're going to have a press conference at the Gold House Monday morning at 10 a.m., which I found out yesterday. I got a call. You know, I'm working. I'm typing crap articles about you know, on a terrible basketball team on Card Chronicle, and my <laughs> phone rings, and it's from Beverly Hills, California, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I've got a good idea of who this is or who it's related to, so I answer, and I talk to Master P's agent, and she's telling me about the details for, for Monday, and so we're going to have the press conference. Master P will be on the radio show on Monday at 4 o'clock. You're not going to be here, which is why we have cool people on whenever you're gone. Maybe. I don't know how that works. I don't know how it's just... You need to get out of whatever you're doing. Like you need, we, we need, you need to be here for Master P Day. Well, I'm gonna have a surprise for you later on. Oh, good. I like that. Yeah. But we got Master P on the radio show. He's gonna come in at four o'clock, 
and then we will go over to the TV station to um, to get ready for the show. It's it's pretty wild. Uh, so so uh, when do you go back and tell ten year old Rutherford that you're about to do a show with Master P? I don't. Cause you were bad. I see, if I was 16 when he hit the peak, I think he, he was, was big when I was like 12 and 13. Okay, 12. Because I can't remember because you're well, you're about 30, you're about four or five years older, younger than me. Yeah. So I thought you were maybe closer to 10 or 11. The but. main reason I remember that is so like my voice changed. Well, he was popular beyond. He hit the scene when I was 16. Right. Was and no limit like took over. They were they were like the yeah. rap label in like when I was in seventh and eighth grade. But so I remember my voice changed before anybody else in my class, and I could always do this, the, uh, when nobody else. And so, like, it became a thing where, like, people would ask me to do it. And, like, we actually had, I remember we had to do this, some, some class project where it was, like, create a product and then make an advertising thing. And, like, I recorded the spot as Master P. And it was, like, No Limit Soda, the taste that makes him say, uh. <laughs> and I was like, if you could go back and tell that 13-year-old kid that he would one day be doing a sports TV show with Master P, uh, I think he would have been pretty shocked but it's i mean it's great like so master p's got he's got all these great connections and he's we're sitting there talking about what we can do with the show and how it can expand and now you know we can you know he lives out in la for most of the time and we could do zoom shows like if when he can't do get into studio for live mm. shows and he's like i can get you he's like he's like i've got a close personal relationship with lebron uh lebron will come on the show he's like i coached demar Derozan. demar Derozan come on the show Brittany Griner, she'll be on the show. And I'm sitting there, and I was like, free now. I was like, I might be able to get you Brian Brom. <laughs> have you met Trevor Kelsey? We'll have to we'll have to see what Brian's schedule is like is on that day. Maybe I, I may be able to add that. But I mean, you might you might have to you might have to give your boy a call and start getting some Yankees on here or something. Yeah, I know. It's it's. Are you, who's your AT and T guy? Maybe next time you're at the big event, can you can you hook me up with somebody? So it's gonna be Monday again, seven to eight on WBNA. If you can't watch live, then we'll have it'll it'll be out there. In the internet world for uh, on you know tape delay. Hey, we'll actually be on YouTube for once. We'll you be will. on YouTube finally <laughs> for the first time. But I did love like, like Trey came in. Like, they're doing all this stuff trying to get ready, and he's like on on Wednesday he came in and he was like, I got a few questions for you. And mostly it was stro- uh, show structure stuff. And we're gonna, we're still kind of figuring out how we're going to to handle all that. But he's like, and also like any green room requests. And I had no idea what he was talking about. I was well, like, you know what a green room is. Though. I do, but like when he he said it to me, I was like, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? And he's like. Well, Master P has a list of stuff like that he wants, and I was like, "Well, I'm sure he does." Like, well, what's on the list, by the way? I have no idea. Like, like I don't. It has to be oh. Avion water, nothing. But left. he's like, you know, Master P has, has some requests for what he wants in the green room before the show. Like, what do you want? And I was like, I don't need anything. But I, then I, I thought about it in hindsight, and I was like, I really should have just been like M and M's, and if there's one green M and M in there, I swear to God, I won't do the show. You, yeah, no, you've never seen the movie Airheads, I assume, right? I have, but it's been a long time. Okay, the the the, the when they when they're when they're, they're they can't decide what to do with the cops, so they decide to give the most craziest list of stuff, so they can think they're crazy for their demands. It was like a, uh, a helmet full of cottage cheese. That's kind of what and I wanted like to do. Gi- yeah, like a naked picture of B. Arthur. Like a giant crown. I, mean, I wanted to be, you know, there used to be a Mexican restaurant around here called Ernesto's that I really liked. Yeah. They had the best brown salsa. If you don't find that brown salsa for me and get it in that green room, I'm not going on. I won't go on until I've had at least five chips in that brown salsa. I, w- I, want, a, I want a 30 count of Chick-fil-A nuggets. Regular fried, but I want you to release the for, for good, uh, take off the breading. No breading. No breading at all. I want all the breading taken off. <laughs> I sweet and sour sauce from McDonald's with that. A McRib and a, and a shamrock shake. <laughs> Those two are never available at the same time. I don't care. <laughs> don't care at all. But, yeah, so that was 
we live in different worlds, but it's going to be fun. Like, I don't get nervous I'm about stuff like this. I'm to see what Master P's dietary list is for the green room. <laughs> I don't think we're going to find out. I don't think that that's, we're privy to that information. But so, like, I don't really get nervous about stuff like this anymore because, one, I'm not a serious person. Like, if, if this, if I'd go on a, if I do, like, a press conference or some sort of public speaking gig and kind of embarrass myself, it's not like I'm a politician or a Hall of Fame journalist who this is going to just wreck their career or wreck their... If, if I do something embarrassing, then it is what it is. But there are, like... it's This is a unique situation for me. For instance, what does one wear to a press conference featuring Master P to announce a TV show? I'm like, I don't I don't know what I show up in on Monday. Do I... Am I dressing up for this? Am I wearing, like, what I wear to the show? <laughs> it's, I've got a lot of questions here. Okay, I have a question, too. He's going to be on the show Monday, right? He will be on the show Monday. Is it too on the nose, like, to use Master P music as the intro and outro, or do I do something? I think he'd probably appreciate that. I mean, do I go Master P, do I go country? Do I just do something, like, random, like, other hip-hop? I mean... I think Master P's songs would work well. Do you think that? I mean, I don't know if that would just... I, I don't, to me, I don't know if he'd feel like that's kind of like, you know... I'm sure he's heard it before. I'm sure he's... Master P's done his fair share of radio interviews. I'm sure he's been led in to the interview with his own music before. Okay. I don't think I don't think we'll be breaking new ground there for him. Like, I <laughs> I don't know what that's like. Is he gonna be mad if I come in like some Pat Benatar or something? Like, here's here's Master P. We are strong. No, I think heartache to heartache. I we wouldn't stand. do that. You're trying to get yourself no role in the show, by the way. I don't think I was gonna have one anyway. So well, I'm, I'm not so at least any shot it. that you had is being is being thrown out the window. But uh, we're going to again. Master P's got big ideas. I think we're, we're going to talk. What I'm excited about is to get his his viewpoint on things here locally because look, he's got a a kid on the team that is the yeah. central focus of sports talk around this area, which is the Louisville men's basketball program and this historically bad season that they're in and how do they get better? And, you know, he has said things when we've kind of talked leading up to the show that, I mean, he's got interesting viewpoints on this and he has not held back about certain things. And I think, you know, when he brings that to the TV show, which is his intent, he wants this to be a, a no holds barred, like hold nothing back. Like, you know, we're speaking the truth. We're not politically correct. Like, oh, this is what Master P's vision is. That's a clever is. name. Yeah, like he's, he, like I think he's going to say things that people are going to be interested in as it pertains here, especially to the local scene with him having a kid on the UofL basketball team. But he also wants to talk national stuff. I may have to beef up my knowledge here of the uh, the NBA and the NFL because he's got significant thoughts there. I mean, he lives in, you know, he lives oh, in. Oh, he's not going to want my NBA thoughts, I don't think. He lives in pro <laughs> sports world. So he's got, like, he's got really significant thoughts about the Lakers and the playoff race. And, you know, I've got just basic surface level thoughts. I'm going to have to pay more attention to some of this stuff. But I, I mean, think it's going to be fun. I don't know how I can't be like the, the like, the, his, his, like, sidekick on the show, though. Like, you know, Kid Rock's got the, the little person guy. I mean, I can, I can be like him, but, I, you know, instead of short and goofy, I can be tall and fat. I think they have a couple other people who are going to fill that role, it sounds like. They've oh, got, no one yeah. can fill a goofy sidekick role like me, though. They've brought in some comedians. I think they had some test runs with those guys. I think yeah. one of them may be on the show on Monday. And then we Amateurs. have somebody else coming in a little bit later on potentially a full-time role. But we're kind of, you know, he just wanted to get, this is sort of going to be like a pilot episode. Like, we're going to have this out there. We're going to, you know, kind of see how things go on Monday, see what our, our vibe is, and then go from there. Um, but it's, it's first episode, Monday. Monday. Snap of a finger. It's done. Yeah, like all the TV people are like, we haven't really had a turnaround this quickly before to get ready for a show, but we can get it done. We can do it. And Monday, you master will be on talking about a win versus Georgia Tech. We, that's, yeah, no, like, I would love it if I just ignored the entire TV. I'm like, let's talk just solely about Georgia Tech. <laughs> 
Like, how perfect would it be if his son had comes off the bench and has like, a huge game on Saturday? Too. It'd be great. Great for the show. Drops like 12, 12 off the bench. It's a couple of big threes. The other thing that's kind of interesting, and they sort of, I told you, he was with Christopher 2X on, on Wednesday or Monday, and 2X is kind of like, He's bringing it up. He's like, he's like, we also got to get this man to get Mercy Miller to Louisville, and like, because his his son, who's a junior in high school, Mercy, is like a big time. Yeah, prospect. yeah. And he he's coming off a performance where he went up against Bronny James and Sierra Canyon and made Sports Center's top ten for a dunk, and they like they've rolled Sierra Canyon, and he's becoming this big time recruit. But it sounds like Houston and Kelvin Sampson kind of have their their claws into him, like he's their leader, because that's where Master P went, and he got a scholarship to play basketball at Houston, started his uh, college career there, and Samson was the first big-time coach to recruit Mercy, apparently. Started when he was in ninth grade before all these other coaches got involved. So, like, like 2X is like, we got to get Mercy Miller committed to Louisville, and you can tell Master P's kind of like, I don't know, uh, uh, Houston's a great program, too, and so... There you go, uh. kind of went, uh. <laughs> So I'm like, you know, we'll have to put him on the spot. We'll have to do it on the show. We'll be like, you need your son to come play for Kenny Payne at Louisville yeah. right now. Uh, but there'll be there'll be a lot of Louisville stuff and non-Louisville stuff to talk about. It should be fun. Master P and Mike. I need you to get a show with a with a with a former hip hop star as well. It'd be a good show if I could do with. If you get Master P, who do I get? One of the Villebillies. The Nappy Roots guy that no one remembers. Nappy Roots are still. <laughs> oh, it's all of them. <laughs> they still got some 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 cachet here locally. Well, so does, so does Master P, obviously. I mean, well, I'm yeah, not... Master P is worth like five hundred million dollars. Master P. Is... Oh, well, I'm moving up from. I don't want Nappy Roots. I want give me some. I mean, ooh, ooh, can I get can I get uh, Shock G? I think he's still alive, right? I think he just died, didn't he? Crap. I believe he died. Like, <laughs> I, think I think he, he died when we were doing the I show. I think he did. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think he it's did pass away. He's doing the last like, year and a half or so. Uh, so I can't do Tupac. I can't do Master P. I can't do Shock G. One of the Get Down Click. <laughs> How about the guys from uh, the Whoop There It Is? Tag Team? Tag Team, yeah. It'd be, it'd be a good show. Tag, right. team and t- tag Team and Trevor. Tag Team with TK. <laughs> tag Team with TK. I'm sure, I mean, I know that they got that all the, you know, sprinkles money from the, uh, from the commercial, but they could probably do some stuff. Are, are they so, who what are the members of tag team? I couldn't tell you the two names. Um, tag team back again. Check one of the DC ones. the Brain Supreme and Steve Rowland. Wow, why does one guy just go by his name and the other one has a nickname? <laughs> I don't know. They also don't. They don't have their own individual Wikipedia pages. Oh, that's not good. Well, that's that sounds like they're in my alley then. DC Glenn and Steve Gibson. They met at Manual High School in Denver, Colorado. Or I could get the guy that's saying the dip, freak nasty. Freak Nasty was good. They yeah. do a show with him, yeah. TK and Freak. <laughs> TK and FN. <laughs> anyway. I feel like I'm getting a one-hit wonder guy is what I'm getting. So. Well, there are only so many Master P's out there. That's true, yeah. So that'll be exciting. Monday, again, Master P will be on the show at 4 o'clock. We'll have our press conference at 10 o'clock at the Gold House. And then we'll have the show 7 to 8 on WBNA, the debut of, I believe it's going to be called well, the gonna, Truth. you got a busy Monday. I know. I'm kind of having to like rest all weekend. I know. You, 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 how's, how's the Rutherford House feeling? I mean, Mary's, not still, not, Mary's still not good. We're all Virginia's still, still sick. Yeah, we're all still struggling. And it was probably a rough night last night, just kind of... Uh, they slept better last night. Oh, good. Which is good. I think Virginia's getting a little bit better. Mary just got an antibiotic today. She's struggling, but yeah, it's... Mm. We're all struggling a little bit, but that'll be uh, it's gonna be a. You're a, gonna be gone all day Monday. A though. long Monday. It's gonna be a, yeah, a long. Yeah. Monday. Uh, she was like, the, his agent was talking about, can you do make the 10 a.m. Gold House? It's like you don't have to be there, but we'd love to have you if possible. And I was like, 
I can go there after I drop my daughter off at school. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like this is kind of like, how often do you have these types of conversations? I'm trying to, to you know, you're about nav- to go into camera like, can you get these Cheerios off your shoulder? Now? I'm trying to navigate taking and picking up my daughter from school in between a press conference with Master P to announce a new show. So that'll be a, it will be a busy, busy Monday for sure, but a good one, hopefully. Yeah, it's my typical Monday for me too. Normal. Yeah, standard, <laughs> standard <laughs> press conference, radio show, TV show. And then Tuesday, they're like, you know, we have the Virginia Tech game. He's going to be there. They want me to go to the game with him and like hang out on the floor and do all this stuff. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I was like, I, I was like, went to a game. I was like, I'm also trying to like, I was like, I, I do have like other jobs that I've got to get done. Like, I, I can't. I was excited as I'm about the show. I can't just toss aside everything. And, uh, you know, you know, do this. And the masterpiece like, I'm going to make Mike quit all of his other jobs. I'm like, well, I hope you do. I was like, I'd love to just do one job. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, one of those jobs is being a dad. I don't think well, you can quit that. that you know, he hires I, you a nanny. <laughs> I'd cut out the other three. The, the ones that pay me would be would be great to have just one. But uh, we, you know, we'll see what happens. Nobody just hires you a nanny. That'd be great, too. <laughs> We'd all be appreciative. It'd be fantastic. It'd be really, really good. Anyway, so we'll take our first break. We'll come back here. We'll talk uh, to you guys on the Thornton sex line, then we'll get into the conversation about Louisville basketball. The women's team, a big win over Miami last night. The yeah. men's team, looking forward to a weekend tilt with Georgia Tech. Yeah. We'll be right back after this. It's Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey here at Oxmoor Ford on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Even more, even even more uh, in, in depth than that. Okay, I like that. They all have drive in the title. Oh, brilliant! I, I didn't have to give it away, but that's. Ah, okay. you to figure. I mean, you to figure it out eventually. Welcome back in, Mike Rutherford Show here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one, the Big X. We're live at Oxmoor Ford uh, Lincoln here in the heart of St. Matthew's, right across from the new Capitol Grill over here by Top Golf. It's all happening out here. I, I, like, you know, you don't even need to leave this area now. Everything you want is right here in this general vicinity. The only thing that that's kind of stinks now and I always forget when we're doing the remotes here because I live like a stone's throw away we probably I probably live closer but somehow you still get here after me I know I probably live closer <laughs> here than I do to the the, the actual station Taylor oh road. yeah but it takes like three times as long because Shelbyville Road is always oh, backed up Shelbyville Road and it's just it, there's so much happening here that's yeah. the way it works now that's, that's, you know, no it, t- it takes me like I usually come up I'll come up Hurstburn and, and come right on Hurstburn and come up this, that way uh, when I come from my house and I guess some of the lights are out down down closer to like PF Chang's area. Something was going on. Yeah, there, 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 there's two there's usual. two there's two lights out, so it was it maybe you know took an extra five minutes or so to get here and get to the get to the turn left and get up in here. And I mean, this place I had to park a little bit farther down because this place is actually pretty packed today. They got it some is. deals going on. It's very busy. They clearly are, are are doing good business. If you want to look, all the cars may be gone at some yeah. point. If you want to make sure that you can get a car from Oxmoor Ford. Or a truck, or an SUV, or whatever you want, better stop in soon. Give uh, TK the middle finger, show him your butt, do whatever you got to do, and then buy a car. You give me the middle finger, and you move me, and I'll throw twenty dollars down on your car. Not a boy. <laughs> quick update. I'll from, buy that uh, seat warmer for you for the first month. <laughs> quick update from Jim Patterson Stadium, Louisville leading Bowling Green in the first of three games this weekend out there at Jim Patterson. Yeah. They lead one nothing in the middle of the third inning. Uh, they got a their run from a. I can't, 
Isaac Humphrey home run? Somebody hit a home run. That's all I know. Solo, I'll go with Isaac Humphreys. Solo shot. We're good. Um, cards lead one nothing. So that's the updates. We, the, the big show announcement that we made at the beginning here was starting Monday on WBNA. I'm doing a sports TV show with Master P, which I think people think is still kind of a joke. They're still trying to figure out whether or not this is all some sort of bit that we're doing. But no, it's it's very no, real. Legit show. We are doing. We're having a press conference on Monday to officially announce the show Monday morning. Why didn't we have a press conference for for the show with the radio show? Did we did we? PR. Did the PR announcement? You because you have it still like tagged on your Twitter, I think. Uh, yeah, we did the. We had a press release. We. Got the. I think we had a couple of new stations reach out, but we did not have a press conference. I mean, we deserved a press conference. I told one of my buddies that we were doing this, and he's like, "Is it going to be carried live on the news stations?" I was like, "Well, no, we're not announcing that we stole the president's daughter. This is <laughs> yeah. they're not going to break into like general programming." Do you have a daughter? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> we have high Hunter's email, <laughs> but we will be doing a press conference, and there will be news there. But then uh, Master P will be on the show at four o'clock on Monday. And then the actual show is going to be live 7 to 8 on WBNA Channel 21. Now, is he going to hang out for like 4 to 6 or from 4 to 5? I think or? we're going to have to take off early because like, like apparently it takes, you know, a face this ugly. It takes a long time to get TV ready. <laughs> so we need to be over at the station early. So I think we're going to take off a little bit early. Now, I, I know you, you've done all there is to do in terms of Internet writing and radio. Have you done – how much television have you done? I used to do uh, – back on the old Spectrum days, I did once a week with um, – at first, it was uh, T.J. Uh, Beisner. Yeah, I remember that. And then that, that, was filling in for a while. See, Beisner on Spectrum has been a while, though. It was like this was like nine, ten years ago. Yeah. So it was, it was once a week, and then I've been, I, I did, I've done like Ramsey show a couple of times. So, but I've never done something where I've been like one of the primary hosts. I've always been like kind of like a, a guest doing like 15, 20 minute segments. You need to reach out. Maybe you know, Sports Talker can help you out. He's done. He's hosted many a shows on that channel. Yeah. From both the studio and from Zaxby's. Greg Brom has uh, has done many shows on there with us. Uh, I've been on there several times. Um, I mean, Chip Cosby's been on there a ton. He's done some shows Chip, with us. that's who I was thinking of. The first time that I did TV, Chip well, Cosby would always have me on. It was Chip, and then I think TJ took over for Chip he when did. he left. And then there was a gap where Diener did like – Diener was like a stopgap. He was there for like a year, and I remember yeah. we did. Well, they had a couple chances. It was, it was Matt, then Chip, and then I think TJ that's or right. something like that. Yeah, was, that's right. Those three did it at one time, but I can't remember the order exactly. But. So it'll be fun. Um, yeah, it's been – I, I can't – the last time I did it – That was off. like that was back in like 2010, though, 2011 maybe at the most. Uh, 13. It was, was it 13? Okay. And then the 14 football season, I remember doing TV. So Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. So I've been – So you think they're going to – you have to put some makeup on you there a little bit? They will. That's – yeah. That's how it goes. That's what you do. <laughs> Even back then, they were, I was doing makeup before that. They had to set you down to the whole thing. I've never used makeup at a television show. I mean, I don't use it. They sit you down. They're like, they tell you, like, here we go. Let's let's make this happen. Well, I mean, they, the only time they were like, they, they just looked at me like, there's no helping. Yeah. There's no cure here unless you put a mask on him. Oh, what flavor is your water today? Uh, it's the same water. I just is it like a coconut, I, though? No, or? no, I use those. It's the same thing I do every single day. I know, but usually it's a flavor, so it's usually a different color, but it's like it's just a darker white it's now. literally never a different flavor. Oh, I always thought it was. No, it's always it's the exact same. Okay. Every, what what is flavor it, is that, though? Uh, I think kiwi. Kiwi? Okay. What is that? Uh, lemon lime. Take it back. Oh, well, that explains why it's the coloring, then. It's the, the, but, every but it's always a color, yeah. Every flavor I have is the exact same color. There's, there's no coloring. It's that liquid IV. 
I think you're thinking sometimes I would have the old emergency packs. Maybe that's what I would. Well, I would also think if you're putting something in the water as a flavoring, if it's like a strawberry or a cherry, it would be a you know a red. Not not with these. I'm still liking the the uh, Gatorade Zeros myself. There we go. The fruit right. punch is good. Okay. 502-414-1450 <laughs> is the Thornton sex line. I will take a few texts here before we move on to the next topic of conversation because you guys have. As expected, thoughts on the Masterpiece Show. Also, uh, we have Scooter Dingus producing the show today, too, so we have to talk about the bet a little bit later, which you're willing, you're already done. Like you, You've already given I up. told him before the show that, I, you know, when does he want to meet up? I am willing to concede. Um, I, I've tapped out. I've, I've sent in. What, what do you do when you lose an election? Is, is that concede? Is that the word? That, I'm yes, for? you got it. I didn't know if there was another word or not. So, uh, but, but Scoots won't do it. Scoots is like, no, I'm not taking the money. Well, because it's not over yet. But it's, it's theoretically over. We'll talk about this with Scoots next time. Okay. Texas says, will you finally get to cut a red ribbon? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't think so. He should request it. That should have been your green room request. A red ribbon That's my only request. Scissors. I want a giant ribbon to cut. <laughs> no, you need, a, you need a giant red ribbon and giant scissors, too, though. You yeah. need the big scissors. Trey was like, we're, we're going to have a big bottle of bourbon that we want both you and Master Pete to autograph as, like, this commemorative token for the very for the, the first show and I was like what if I just sign my name right over Masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> I was like also like I yeah and I don't know I was like what just like Mike Rutherford number five I don't know <laughs> <laughs> was that your number in basketball <laughs> yeah growing up yeah Texas you should probably text Masterpiece to make sure you all don't wear the same thing <laughs> you should wear that love burger t-shirt <laughs> It's like, what the orange Cassidy shirt? Orange, like, it's like way too big for me. <laughs> Wear a shirt with Master P on it. <laughs> Get a t-shirt with his face Soak on it. Soak the shocker t-shirt. <laughs> Texas Trevor, to do it right, play Masterpiece Richmond, California material. Also, your hip-hop comment yesterday doesn't make you old. It makes you right. It is rap now. The hip-hoppers left standing are all over 50. That might be true. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably a good point. I don't, I, I'll be honest with you, outside of like the initial album of Master P, I don't no limit. I couldn't. I could name you a lot of stuff. Ice Cream Man. Like yeah, I mean, yeah. Like the, it, the, the first album he did when he they broke on with the No Limit Soldier stuff. Like I remember listening to that when I was in like like I said like sixteen. Well, that was actually like the fifth. It was just the first one that got. Big. They got big. Okay, yeah. you're right. Yeah, that's how it usually goes too. Yeah. And then like, yeah, MP to Dom was like the second one that was real. Like it was like the best selling one, and then it kind of went. Well, yeah. The, I, I didn't if it wasn't the first time, but the one yeah, the the original breakout album. Yeah. Like I got people like to say that about Nirvana, like Nevermind was their debut album. That was actually their second album. Right. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. I, I would. That's outside of that album, though. I didn't really listen to. Didn't get. Uh, yeah. That's about all I know. Texas says, Mike. So when you talk to Master P, how does one address a rap star? Do you call him by his first name, Master P? Uh, I can't have that conversation. I call him. Do you go, Mr. P? <laughs> no. Although one of the one of the like assistants who works over the TV station, I guess, did come. In. He's like, I'm here to talk about you in the Mr. P show. I was like, Oh no! I was like, Please don't be there on Monday. But no, I they everyone else calls him Percy. So like, I've called him Percy or P, depending on like what the conversation. That's all, is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, because I had that conversation. Like, I had that question too. I was like, you know, when we're doing the show, like, am I referring like? What do you think about this, Master P? Like, you know, it, it, it sounds terrible, but also if you call him Percy, it sounds like we've been best friends for like 35 years. And, and if you just call him Master, it's going to even be more awkward. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. And, and also P can sound weird sometimes. It's a it's a delicate situation. You've got to navigate those waters. That's going to be, yeah, I don't envy on that one. Texas Mike, have you noticed that Louisville baseball is already in the third inning? 
Have you not noticed the Louisville baseball is already in the third? Yeah, we just they're cruising. Yeah, uh, bottom third was the last update we had. Texas, I would name, I would say, name Trevor show tag teaming with TK that might have already been taken in the adult film industry. <laughs> well, you put that on YouTube and it'll definitely get some get some hits for. They might not say the whole show, but they'll definitely link on it. It's great for traffic. It's <laughs> SEO. That's what you need to do. I mean, when it comes to YouTube, you don't have to watch it. as long as you click like the start of it. It counts as like a view, right? I think you have to watch. I, think, I don't know how YouTube does it. I know with podcast downloads, you have to to listen through like two and a half minutes or something. Is that what it is? For okay. it to officially count. Um, I thought YouTube, I thought once you clicked on it, 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 like, be, it already did, it counts the hit automatically. It might be that way. I don't know. I've got no idea. The, we'll the inter, fi- we're going to find out soon. Uh, Texas, I don't think you all have to worry about being politically correct in front of Master P. I mean that in a good way. We also just need to make every sports team run onto the field slash court with uh, what have you with the cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> cowboy. Most people would so be confused that they, uh, they would be Michael Scott in that situation. Yeah, it's... I got a lot of people responding to the cowboy talk yesterday. <laughs> I like the guy that sent the Arby's picture. Cowboy. <laughs> Texas, please play Kid Rock Cowboys, the intro for the Big X Master P show. <laughs> that would be funny. Texas, is the Rutherford show the most listened to on Big X? I have no idea. Probably uh, not. Yeah, take, yeah, suck that KRC. Who knows? <laughs> we, we have no idea about listenership. Like, people always ask, like, with the guy texting in, like, a few weeks ago or a few months ago, it was like, is this the most afternoon listen to afternoon show? And I was like, surely not. But we've got no idea. We we have we get yeah. podcast download numbers, but we don't get a ratings book, so we we don't know. You got to pay for those. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're not. Yeah. <laughs> we do. What we got to do. All of our money's going to Master P. There's like only one radio station that pays for those books too in the entire city, pretty much. I don't think that's true. There's only a few of them. That the do. other both the other stations I worked at definitely did. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Texas says Ruth Chris takeout turned into couldn't wait to get home filet mignon baked potato and salad driving home to I-64. That would be cowboy status if that was a true story. Wait, wait a minute, he's driving while eating Ruth Chris? Yeah, I've got no idea. I wouldn't do that. No. I mean, if you... <laughs> we, our, our point is that you eat when, when you go through a drive-thru, right. not like a sit-down restaurant. Like, right, I'm trying to make, t- make good time. I'm trying to... I don't want to waste my time sitting and eating somewhere. Like, if I, if I have to eat a steak while I'm driving, I'm just eating it with my hand, too. I mean, I'm just holding it up. Just, yeah. just chewing it, just eating it like it's a... Yeah. I'm not eating something good <laughs> when I'm driving. Texas Mike is having flashbacks to his law school days when his boss asked a client if he liked Ja Rule or someone. That was, <laughs> that was exactly what it was. Great memory. He just walks he walks by my room and just goes, you Ja Rule fan, man? And I was like, oh, no. Did it happen? <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> Uh, I, just, I was I cringed inside. Every part of my body just holed up, and I was like, I felt so bad. You John Rule fan, man? <laughs> with all the confidence in the world, but what's wrong with John Rule? Nothing. But it was just, <laughs> the way that this, this nerdy lawyer was attempting to relate to uh, a younger somebody younger. His new client uh, was just it made me made me cringe a little bit. <laughs> Texas, have you had your fish today? No, not yet. Oh, was that today? I accidentally ate turkey bacon this morning. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's not a sin if you don't have full consent of the will. You know, my favorite part about Lent on Fridays is that there's never a line to wait for to get steak. I can always I can, I can go to a steak pl- steakhouse and get it right away on a Friday like today. Well, there you go. That's the best part about it. I might, I might, it sounds good, actually. Steak night? A little, a little steak night, maybe a little cattleman's, maybe? Text just says cowboy. Cowboy. It was the very first text we got today. <laughs> At 3.05. Texas, I don't think it's an understatement to say that Cowboy has changed the entire trajectory of this radio program. <laughs> Good Lord. I told you. 
it's it's the best song. It's the best song for an awkward situation. Best we're opening. Then we're gonna boycott it because we're like they're, they're supporting Kid Rock. Cowboy. <laughs> we're we're really not supporting as much as we are making fun of. But like if someone actually tried to interview me, like, are you really supporting Kid Rock? I would just go cowboy. <laughs> just but, say it. Best. <laughs> Every answer would be the same. <laughs> we should have given Scoots the cowboy button to press. Texas, yeah. yeah. so, <laughs> we finished last in the ACC this year. Do we get left out of the new SEC ACC tourney challenge next year? I'm pretty sure that's the way that it works. But we we I mean, win this weekend. We we were not in last, right? Uh, no, we'd actually be in we'd be in third to last because wow. we have the tiebreaker with Georgia Tech and yeah. we'd be a full game ahead of Notre Dame. Because nice. Notre Dame and us both have two wins. Tech's got three. But if we win and get to three, we have no, tiebreaker we'll have the tiebreaker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'd have we'd be pretty safe. Um, we just need Notre Dame not to win again because they would have a tiebreaker on us. Right. But regardless, even if that happened in Georgia Tech, but in Georgia Tech not to win one of their last games too. Right. As long as we stay tied with with GT and we have the series win over them, we don't finish last. All right. But we so the SEC so they're not expanding next year, right? Like Texas no. and Oklahoma still have they one push more it year. up a year, but it's going to be still It'll one still year away. Twenty four. So they'll be at 14 teams next season. The ACC has 15. So, yeah, we'll still – it'll be just like the old Big Ten Challenge. We'll have one team left out on our side, whereas moving forward they'll have one team left out on their side. But I, I, in years past, they haven't always just automatically given it to the team that's finished last. Most of the, most times it has been, but – I feel like with it being – I assume I, if we finish last, we'll be left out. I, you think so, though? Yeah. I mean, I could see us being like them bumping – Notre Dame or, or somebody else for us because, I mean, we just bring more cliche to their cachet to the, to the tournament, right? I mean, to the... You'd think. I mean, we're, we're a bigger name. I mean, even... So who got... So this year... I mean, even if we suck, it's like we're still going to be a better TV uh, TV rating versus whomever they put us against well, in the SEC. I get it, but like they, they, it's all kind of the only fair way to do it. For instance, this past year, NC State finished last, last season in yeah. the SEC. They were the team left out. Okay. In, this yeah. year's, in last year's challenge, uh, two years ago, the team that finished last in the ACC was my computer's not working. Well, if only I could get anything to work here. <laughs> Boston College, and they were the team that was left out. So, I, I would venture to say that in most years, now I, I do think they they flipped it one season because like BC had been left out three years in a row or something. <laughs> That's so what like, I was thinking. I, I want to like, say, okay, yeah. you're out. You're sitting out. So, but I assume if we finished last this year, we would be left out of the challenge. Well, let's not do that. Let's not. Yeah, let's make sure that that doesn't happen. I wonder who we get in the challenge. Texas regarding outfit for Monday. No question, it should pay homage to the '90s. Sprocket style black turtleneck and black knit pants with a cape and skates to make a big entrance and demand respect. <laughs> Become a national celebrity, possibly worldwide. What would, what would if I skated in with a cape on, <laughs> it'd probably make national news. Now, I may not get to do the show with Master P that night, but it maybe it would probably be better for my overall. Wait a minute, what was that in the '90s stature. when capes were popular? Capes are everywhere. I mean, yeah, but I think '90s gear. I think you know, like a Tommy Hilfiger shirt, like multiple with the collars, maybe popped up under you each think, one. You're of, overthinking this. I'm thinking too much to it. Yeah, you're, you're getting too into it. I mean, some Zumba's. Uh, Kentucky Crochet sent in a video. I don't want to. I don't even know what this is. I have no idea what it is. I, I'll, I'll listen to that during the break. People send in videos to the text. <laughs> I'm like, How do you think we're going to be able to? It's hard enough when you send in pictures. I've got no idea what's going on. Uh, somebody did send in a picture, speaking of. This is NCAA sanctions Miami for women's hoops for NIL-related infraction. Perfect timing for us since we beat them. Uh, last night in basketball, the sanctions stem from a meeting between Miami alum John Ruiz. He's the guy who has the, the big money dude. 
and basketball players Haley, you could have guessed this, Haley and Hannah Cavender, who are the you know, the only NIL women's basketball big, I, I guess, acquisitions during the offseason, if you want to call them that. And that's because they are, they're like TikTok famous. They're, yeah. they're Instagram famous. They've got a billion followers. Because guess what? They're attractive girls that do dances and stuff. like that's, That gets people to follow you on TikTok and it Twitter? Does. And one of them is actually Well, that explains good. why my viewing is only at 1,000 followers. Yeah. <laughs> one of them is, is like a genuinely good college basketball player. The other one doesn't play that much. But last night, Louisville women handled their business. Handled their business against these cheaters from Miami. Yeah. And uh, improved. You know, got ready. Set the stage for if they beat Notre Dame on Sunday which would be a huge resume victory for them. It also would guarantee that they're going to be a top-four finisher in the ACC, and they would have that double bye in the conference tournament next week. What'd you, what was last night's Rutherford? What, was on the, what, what went on in Rutherford House last night, by the way? Anything? Same thing goes on every night. Uh, we too much? Stuff with the kids. I watched the, the end of the women's game. Yeah. Uh, made sure the post got up there on the website, and then put the kids to bed. Did you get a chance to tune in, listen to a little uh, St. X and uh, Mail High School? I didn't, but I saw the Mail won. Mail won, yeah. St. X made a couple runs, but Mail came back and took the victory. Because St. X was actually the last team to beat Mail, and then Mail yeah. has won, now won 11 straight games. And they're, I mean, it's probably it, seventh region. Ballard's still probably the favorite, but Mail's right there, and Trinity now is playing really well. Oh, my boy Jack Elin played really well in the game. He's so. a baller. He is. Uh, so it was. It was fun night. So we got to this night. Did you, did you watch any of that UCLA Utah game, or is that too late for you? I saw that it was on. I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't put it on before I went to sleep. I saw that it was relatively close. But UCLA held most of the way, like up by like thirteen or so, and then Utah made a run late. And I think they covered by a half point, which is what they I. Then I'm not. Well, it depends on the spread because they covered. They hit seven. Yeah, seven and a half was the spread. Oh, okay. I thought it was just at seven. least when we read it yesterday at the end of the show. Oh, because it was. A, it was a killer because they they fouled with like four seconds left. Uh, and you say I hit one or two to go up by eight. And I'm thinking, all right, you know, I didn't bet the game, but I'm thinking, you know, that's good for whoever did. And then they called just some cheap foul, and UCLA with like .6 seconds left, oh. and the guy hit one free throw. <laughs> and of course, some made it seven, and that would be uh, the push. Yeah. And you and I both said, I think, I think we both said Illinois wins but doesn't cover, and that's what happened. Northwestern Ooh. was up huge that whole game. I turned that game off. Illinois makes a gigantic run. They end up winning by four. Uh, that was, I was watching, much needed for the Illini. I was watching that game, and Illinois looked like total poop. And so I just turned it over and watched the rest of the Western Kentucky game, who controlled and pretty much led all the way through Louisiana Tech and watched into that game and before I watched Utah. And I was like, I, I saw the highlights during the uh, halftime of the Utah game. Like, Western came back and lost? Yeah, they were up like 20. Yeah. They, late in the Big collapse. Watched uh, watched an episode of rerun of Monk after that. Classic. Young Rain Wilson is the is the bad guy. Okay. Uh, and then uh, and then another uh, twenty one Jump Street for you there. There you go. Yeah, it was it was it was a fun night in the Kelsey household. Went to about one thirty. Texas says Oklahoma has already put up a statue of Mayfield and is putting up one of Murray this spring. What's taking Louisville so long with the Lamar Jackson statue? Better question is why the hell are they putting up statues of either of those guys? Yeah, see, I guess. I guess Heisman Trophy winners. Yeah, but Mayfield barely. Mayfield technically shouldn't have won it anyway. Well, they don't. They, it's not the way that they think. And on top of if that, if you have a rule that says if you win the Heisman, <laughs> we put up a statue for you, they're like, well, maybe he shouldn't have won it, so we're not going to give him the statue. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody in Oklahoma thinks that either. They don't think about anything there, do they? I mean, that's. And why would you put really? I mean, no. I mean, Oklahoma. Come on, man. Now we're doing a Lamar statue. They said the, the the multiple ads have now said they're going to do a Lamar Jackson statue. They're just, I like, Vince Ray was basically like, it's not this easy to, like, you know, find a bronzer in this day and age. You can't, it's like, it's like this, these sort of things take some time. I guess they don't know Oklahoma. I don't know if they're shortcutting or if they've done this before, so they know, they know what they're doing. But Oklahoma has definitely fast-tracked their statues, whereas we're just kind of, we're waiting. 
don't know. I just Louisville putting up a statue of a guy winning a Heisman that perfectly makes sense. Oklahoma, I just feel like you as a football program, you should have better standards than putting up some shot in the dark lucky walk on who got got a stole a Heisman and put a trophy. I mean, you're Oklahoma. You should have more. You should have more dignity than that. I mean, for Heisman Trophy winners, like it's not. Well, like, they've had multiple too. They've had. I mean, it's not like every program has like 17 Heisman winners. Like Notre Dame might. If you say you put up a, a, a trophy for every some for or a statue for every person who wins a Heisman, you're probably at most going to have like four or five statues. That's not that many. Well, that's a lot of statues. Not really. It's a lot of bronze. Got to do. <laughs> Texas. So is this just a local show? Is Master P about to be on a KET special? It will just air. On TV, live, locally, on yeah. WBNA. But it will be, yeah, they're hoping it will go big on the internet, spread around, like like all these shows on YouTube that, you know, you and I, we don't live in that world, but like you see all these people on YouTube that have millions and millions of views and like hundreds of thousands of dollars on a monthly basis. It's outrageous. I think that's kind of, they want the, they clearly want people to tune in here locally, but they also want this to be more of a, a national yeah. show also. Yeah, because I don't know if you notice, the internet reaches the whole world. It does. Not just, <laughs> it's outside, it doesn't just stop when you go across the river. It's not just, it's just an independent prospect. <laughs> Texas has given the trajectory of Louisville sports over the last couple of years. There could be lots of use for that cowboy clip. Cowboy. It's, it's changed the show. Texas is at the U of L baseball game and they are playing "Shake a Tail Feather" and I remember that Trevor hates that song. <laughs> I do hate that freaking song. Is that your ass or your mama half reindeer? That song's so annoying. I don't. That was on the Bad Boys Two soundtrack too, which wasn't a very good movie to be honest. Yeah, Diddy Murphy. <laughs> Murphy's the one that wore the, the 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 Phantom of the Opera mask, right? No, remember we looked this up before. Oh, was it somebody no. else? Okay. That's the guy, the one guy that nobody knows in the Saint Lunatics. We had to look that whole thing up. <laughs> We said that could be you. I'm a, I used to wear that mask to the show. <laughs> wear it on Monday. This is kind of his thing. This is his. Don't worry about him. Have, on, the other, on the other side, have a Band-Aid under your eyes. <laughs> is, he's made this popular. It's been his gimmick for you. He hadn't really caught on. He's just stuck with it for like 20 years. I need to do. I need to come up with a gimmick. You do. Texas says, any chance that we can replace the train horn at Cardinal Stadium with a harmonica from Cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> That would be the best third down music. Can you imagine? <laughs> you like, get a big stop on second and nine, hold him to like third and, and seven. All of a sudden, it's just like cowboy. Or just play to do cowboy every every home run or first down. <laughs> it's another first down, I like cowboy. Third down. I mean, if, you're not, if you're not standing up out of your seat when you hear that harmonica for a third down, what are you doing, cowboy? Texas, did you see that? Uh, a lot of people have sent this in. Did you see that Dennis Evans, the number 18 recruit in uh, the class of 2023, was released from his letter of intent from Minnesota? Go get him, KP. I did. Yeah. I've got no idea if we ever recruited Dennis Evans. We will now. I would hope so. I mean, that seems like... I don't know anything about him, but... He's a big man. He's uh, he's seven foot one. Okay. But... You know, was I, he I from Minnesota? He is from Riverside, California. Wow. I wonder why Minnesota had their hands on him. That's a good question. Usually, usually when no offense to Minnesota Golden Gophers, when they sign a decent recruit, and they've had a few in their day, they're always guys that are from Minnesota. <laughs> now Minnesota, they as of as of right now just have one conference win. So would you maybe like to go to a program that has twice <laughs> as many conference wins? We're twice as good. Maybe you heard Patino talk about Minnesota, and he never coached the Big Ten. He was maybe. Like, oh man. He committed back in October of 2022. He also had scholarship offers from Georgetown, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma State, Texas, Florida State, San. It's a weird list of schools. Like, Mill, uh, they had Minnesota had to be offering a nice no deal. 
There's no, I mean, the, the list he just gave out, I mean. I mean, but this is a five-star prospect. Who, he's got Kansas there, but he doesn't have, like, Kentucky, Probably Carolina. Probably UCLA, but he's from Riverside. Dude, doesn't have UCLA, doesn't have Oregon, doesn't have any of the big schools out there. Is he skinny 7-1, or is he? He's 7-1, 210, so yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty skinny. Yeah. Uh, he was number 11 in the class when he committed to Minnesota back in, in, uh, in October. He's now gone down to, it looks like, number 21, according to rivals. But, yeah, we'd like to get him. I mean, if he's, if he, if he's, take him up. If he's, if he's a, a decent rim, rim protector, not just like a face-up 7-1 guy who wants to play on the perimeter, then I would be more than one. I don't know if we really need a 7-1. I mean, we need anything we get at this point, I guess. But beggars can't be choosers. But, I mean, if I'm going after a, a big guy, skinny or not, at 7-1, I'm wanting a guy that can be more of a rim. We've already got Hundley Hatfield that's, that can be big and not protect the rim. Do we? I mean, he's not going to. We don't know if you've got him next year, though. Well, maybe not next year, but we had him this year, and it didn't help. <laughs> we don't know if we have any centers next year, so That's true. we have that to talk about. we got to take a break. When we come back, hour number two, we'll take more of your guys' texts. We'll talk about Cowboy. Scoots and the bet. We will get into some basketball conversations as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here at Oxmoor Ford in the heart of St. Matthews on 1450 and 961 The Big X. Tonight. Who's going to pick you up? Second hour of the Mike Rutherford Show, live at Oxmoor Ford here in the heart of St. Matthews. Stop by and see us. Get a car while you're here. Why not? Why not? Come for the TK show. Leave with the car. That's what you do at Oxmoor Ford. Give me a ride home, maybe. He actually lives here. He's here every single day. I do. Trevor comes here right for the show. Comes here right before the show. He hangs out. He sells cars. Well, they don't know what what I do. Is their, their customer service room is so comfortable here? Like when they close, I just go hide in the bathroom stall, and like and then they close up, and then I sneak out and I go just chill in the uh, Oxmoor. Customer service place all night. Now, this something I have, we have to talk about. We have to talk about this quietly because we are in public here. But every time we're here, I know you've seen this before, but they have like the one of those plaques where it's like the employee of the month, like the sales leader of the month. Yeah. It's been the same guy for like 25 straight months. <laughs> this guy just <laughs> you know dominates. This, this plaque right over here? Yes. This guy just like dominates this place. I can't read the name from here. If you go up there, it's him every month. <laughs> it goes like to the other wall over here. You know what's crazy is I don't see him around the floor anywhere. He's, he moves in silence. I mean, he's out busy selling cars. But I want to go to like some of these other employees and be like, do you ever just get pissed off? Like, this guy's been <laughs> running this place. This, he's running the show here for like two and a half years. Just straight domination. This is like It's like Vermont in the America East. He's, just, <laughs> he's not losing. He does not I go down. I see his picture, but I just can't read the name. He doesn't go down. He just he dominates this place. But stop by and see us. Maybe give some business to one of the other people here if you yeah, want to. Yeah, throw us a freaking bone, why don't you? <laughs> Even it up a little bit. Make it a little bit more interesting. Uh, we're here until 6 o'clock. Stop by and see us uh, here at the remote UofL College of Business Studios. Quick update from Jim Patterson what Stadium. What if we exist? just a brass Local baseball <laughs> leads uh, Bowling Green one nothing now. Five innings in the books for Ryan Hawks. He is, uh, he's thrown a shutout so far. The card's still clinging to uh, a one nothing lead on the wings of a solo home run in the second inning. Against a usually solid Bowling Green team. 
Are they usually solid? Are you <laughs> saying that? That's what I said. I told you. All right. I told you this yesterday, and you didn't believe me. We said about Xavier, and I still don't really know why where that came from. Hey, well, do I need to prove other than the fact that they led us most of the game, and we had to come back and take the win? I mean, that, that there should justify my my comment. We lost like a four win Moorhead team or something last year, so midweek games are weird. <laughs> we did, didn't. Doesn't we? necessarily mean that they're great. It just means that we. Had a weird midweek well, game. Well, I mean, despite their four wins, that's a solid Moorhead State program. All right, we've got producing the show today back at the, the home base is one Scooter Dingus, the producer of, among other things, Kentucky Roll Call, 7-9, every morning here on 1450 The Big X. Matt Dennison and Spears with Spears on Tuesday through Friday. That's why I said among other things. Well, I was going to give them a shout, too. Well, I love them, but, you know, you can, he's, we know, the, the, the story that I'm getting into is based on Scoots being the KRC producer. Well, that's true. Yeah. So if you're unfamiliar with this, Trevor and Scoots have had a bet. I believe it stemmed from when we did a show here before, and Scoots was producing the show, and we started talking about, it was the day that we found out that Imani Bates was going to go to Eastern Michigan, after it had seemed like he was going to go here. And we said, according to Kenny Payne, thanks but no thanks. Yeah. And so Scoots, his assertion was, with Imani Bates, Eastern Michigan will end up winning more games than Louisville will this season without Imani Bates. You disagreed. You guys wound up coming to a $500 wager on this. It has been the worst and funniest bet that I've ever followed in my entire life. <laughs> it's been bad. Eastern Michigan is currently 7-21 and 21 and is terrible <laughs> in a very down MAC conference. Louisville, of course, is having the worst season of all of our lifetime. Basically, you just need Louisville to have like the second worst season in the history of the program to have a chance at winning this bet. But they are four and twenty-four. They can just come. They just matched last year's worst program in its history. Eastern Michigan has three games left in their regular season. Louisville has two games left in its regular season. <sighs> the, uh, the the Eagles have two very winnable games to end the regular season. They play Ball State on Saturday. They're probably up against it there. Come on, Bonzi Wells. Louisville, I, I take it back. We have three games left, too, because we got Georgia Tech and then VT you and Virginia. Virginia. I have. I forgot about the Virginia game. I'm just He's dismissed I'm it already. chalking it up as a loss, which, may, you know, Virginia's not playing well. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. But it's a three-game lead. EMU, they're fighting to make the MAC tournament, which only takes eight teams. Louisville will is guaranteed to get at least one game in the conference tournament. But things are not looking good for you on this, TK. No. They're not, not looking good. Not looking good at all. I mean, it's... If, if if Miami, I mean Miami, if uh, EMU hadn't won the game they did recently and was still at six, with with two to go, and we would have a shot. I had, I mean, we Louisville's tried to make a little late late ditch effort at this. They've tried, but I feel like we're just going to come up just short here on this. And I told Scoots before the game, before the show, I was like, listen, I mean, I guess I, I'm, I'm going to tap out. Now, you've already tried to give Scoots five hundred dollars, which is a it's lame. Like, come on. At least see this thing through. Crazier things have happened. How would you feel if you gave $500 and had to ask for it back? That'd be silly. I'd be okay. I'd be happy about that. Scoots has been a man of a Silly. Team. I'd be Scoots great. Scoots is, is going, taking the right approach. He's like, no, I don't want your money yet. But, Scoots, you got to be feeling confident right now. You, you are – it's not It's not a, a done deal at this point, but you've basically – like, you've got a eight-length lead, the home stretch of the Derby. There are no other horses in sight. You've got to be feeling pretty good about yourself right now. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. I'm confident, but it is far from over. I mean, that's that's why I refuse to take Trevor's money. I, I don't want any bad karma coming my way. I don't need any of that because it, it realistically is plausible that, you, that Louisville could get to seven. I don't think that'll happen. But it, they could. I mean, I don't. I don't see eight. But seven. They they could get to seven and tie the bet up. And and Eastern yeah. Michigan, despite what you think, Mike, three pretty tough games to end the season. 
Define pretty tough. He's no. Bowling Green, 284 in Ken Palm. Tell me, tell me one thing about Bowling Green there. Northern States. Illinois. <laughs> Bowling Green, I believe, has lost like seven games in a row uh, right now. That's All uh, amateurs. Bowling Green has lost one, two, three, four, five, six. I take it back. They've lost eight games in a row right now. <laughs> Still amateur. So I, I'm not buying it, Scooch. Well, I'm not buying it. He's putting on. He's putting on the. He's he's doing the heavy hedge right now. He's, yeah. try, he's trying not to let celebrate too early. He is, but he's always celebrating. He's already like circled stuff in the Sears calendar. That he's gonna buy. <laughs> he's gonna buy once he gets his money. <laughs> Bowl, Bowling Green's gonna be a tough one. Y'all just wait. It's it's Eastern Michigan. In case you forgot, they're only three wins ahead of your all's Cardinals. So so they're, they're bad. So but. mathematically, if if we lose to Georgia Tech, God help us, we don't. And they win, but. Ball State didn't. It is mathematically done, right? Well, no, because we could we could theoretically win five games in the conference. That's tournament. true. No, yeah, it's so it's done. It, Trevor, if if that's the scenario that plays out, Eastern Michigan beats Ball State this week, and you all lose to Georgia Tech, then I will accept your conceding. Oh, we you're gonna get us a, an ACC tournament win. I would love the situation where like Trevor gets to like Louisville makes a run to the, the conference tournament championship game in the ACC, and like we get say EMU has. They end up with nine wins. That gets us to eight. So you need a win over North Carolina or Duke in the in the conference oh championship game. Oh my lord! And then we lose, and everybody's like, "You know what? It was a great run." And you're just like, on Monday, you're just like furious at Kenny. We gotta fire this guy today. It's he the most sucks. embarrassing. What kind of coaching decisions making? <laughs> like we won. He won four games in five days. We, we should be okay. We lost by two to Virginia in the conference championship. Like fire him right Shot now. the buzzer. <laughs> I actually wanted uh, Scoots to take your money today and just like spend it all. And then if we ended up coming back in time, be like, it's gone. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I went to the boat. I wagered it. I, I played it all on roulette. The, one hand. That's the bad karma. Ball. That's the bad karma I'm talking about. I mean, I could do that, but I'm the type of guy that if that scenario were to play out, I'm definitely going to try to find a way to get that $500 back to him because I don't want Wait. any bad karma in the future. I hear you. I think that's a great idea, by the way, Mike. I think you should take that 500 Go to the roulette table, put it all on whatever Amani Bates' jersey number is. Come on. And just be like, spin the wheel. 21. Spin the, is that what number he wears? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I could, I don't know. Just put it I all. Think that sounds right. That sounds about right, yeah. Put it all on Amani Bates, put it all on 21. I think that'd be black or red. I don't know. But. He just walks in and scoots like, I want it all on green. They're like, let's one spot. That's zero. <laughs> That's <a> zero. <laughs> That's, this seems like an unwise bet, sir, but we'll go ahead and take your money. If that hits, oh my. It'd be nice. It'd be great. Yeah. Then you wouldn't have to work here anymore. It'd be great. <laughs> well, at least he'd take a couple weeks off. He'd be, he has a lottery twice. He gives me the 500 back just to be nice. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, here you go. I can spare it. This is, like, I followed a lot of friends' bets over the years. This is the saddest bet I think I've ever followed. It's been pretty depressing. It's Has gotten it been? better. It's gotten better recently, though. For a while there, I thought it was legit and like five two. So this has been close. It's been really bad, yeah. But that's kind of my point, Mike. Like, out of all your friends' bets that you followed in the past, has there been a more entertaining one than this one has been? No, the only one that comes to mind is I had a bet where it was like who finishes higher in the Memorial Golf Tournament. This is like ten years ago, Tom Lehman or Lee Jansen, and I think they both missed the cut. And it was it was, it was very not very good at golf bets. I enjoyed following. Tom Lehman was my favorite golfer growing up, and he was finally playing a big tournament again, so I was all about it. Uh, and Lee Jansen was Danny's favorite golfer. But besides that, this has been it, it's it's been, but it's almost makes it more fun. There's not a whole lot of movement. And when one of the teams actually wins a game, 
it means way more than you would typically think I of mean, in a normal bet like it, this. It's definitely bordered on the on the tendering between fun and sad. No, it's both. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely been It's on. hilarious and it's sad. These are two teams that have both been like sub 260 on Ken Palm for the last The worst part is months. is that like I'm losing with my favorite team when the one that doesn't get seven. Like at least Scoots is because he could give two bleeps about EMU. Wait, it's are true. we, like, are, we they, are we still describing the better TK's love life? Oh! Uh, <laughs> Dear. Both. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, his Hoosiers are going to be a top four seed in the Big Ten tournament. Not that they're ever going to win it. They never have. Never Scoots would. is rolling here. He's I mean, yeah. Life. He's living high I life. mean, the, the, the IU maybe have one of his best chances to make a tournament run since Scoots was like in diapers. Absolutely. I mean, that's uh, how old were you in 2002, Scoots? I was 13. Well, so diapers. And then, <laughs> and now he's going to win. He could take that. I tell you what, if, if you win this bet, and IU goes to the Final Four. Will you use this money to go see the, watch them play in the Final Four? Uh, no, because I'm going to request for a media credential. There it <laughs> oh, is. Look at that. Take advantage <laughs> of There are perks for not getting paid in radio. <laughs> uh, Texture of the Thornton's text line says if Scoots wins, he's probably going to go uh, use it to buy new golf clubs. Nah, my <laughs> golf clubs are fine. I-, I might get some golf club maintenance. How much chewing tobacco can you buy for $500? A lot. <laughs> well, not very much, actually. It's- How often... How often do you get new golf clubs, Goose? Because I, I feel uh, like I, I use mine so long. Like, I still think of my golf clubs as like as new, the, the irons that I have. And when I think about it closely, I get them for Christmas in 2012. And I'm like, <laughs> I still think about them as like my new irons. And I'm like, oh, it's been a long time. Because before that, I think I just, I'd use the same set that I'd been given when I first started playing golf at like age 12 up until then. Oh, I mean, that's just, the... That's the thing. I don't. I have not replaced my golf clubs ever since I started playing. I mean, it's it's one of those things. You build up trust with those clubs, and they start reacting to you, and you just can't. You can't get rid of them. But don't you? I mean, I don't, I'm I'm a little outside my element in this conversation because my when I think of clubs, I think of putt putt. But they do. They wouldn't you want like newer clubs on something? Don't they help your game? They do, but they're also expensive as hell. They are insanely they? expensive. Yeah. How much does a decent pot, uh, thing of golf clubs go for? Like a set of irons. I, I don't know. Four I, figures. If you were to buy a whole set, yeah, Trevor, you're looking at, if you want them, like, custom fitted, probably, like, three grand. Yeah, it's a lot. I and should know this. I sold them at Allied. It is kind of crazy, though, like, when I got my new irons, because, like, I had used the same set for so long, and I was like, you know, I'm sure it'll be a little bit different, and I'm hitting my four iron, and it's going, like, 40 yards farther than it has my entire life. I'm like, oh, this is what normal clubs feel like, and I'm sure if I got some new ones, it'd be, it's an adjustment period. Like, isn't, I had to... Isn't there more than just irons in there, like, woods and stuff, too? I yeah, mean, if you want to get drivers and, and you know, three-wood five. Dang, so, like, you're talking about you're talking about spending four grand on just, like, just like one it's, part of the club? It's a mean, lot of money, yeah. Good Lord. It's a lot of money. When do you need to golf to relax if you spend all the damn money on clubs? I did that, I did that club champion thing, because they offered a, like, a kind of a, for a media, like, test like basically you can have this done for free where you go in there you hit balls into a simulator they give you a whole they try a bunch of different equipment they basically like custom make the club to fit your and it was cool it was it was not i think worth the money for me because i don't play enough and i'm not good enough but for i I can see why if you were very serious about golf you would want to do something like that they were it's it's a cool thing i've I've had friends who've gotten fitted for their entire irons like they go to the simulator they see what fits them best like you know, it's we've gotten to that point where technology is so advanced that it can be like it's not you that sucks at golf; it's just the equipment. <laughs> we can hook you up with some better clubs that are going to make you play better. Thanks, Trevor. Is said in the bedroom. Uh, <laughs> uh, Texas says for Scoots, take Trevor's money early, bet it on Louisville to win the ACC tournament. If they lose, you aren't down any money, and if they win, you can pay Trevor back plus be thousands up thousands of dollars. He would be. That's, yeah, that's I'm a just, good hedge. I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just not doing it. 
You you make bad bets before. Yeah, that would be that. That's classified an awful bet. Texas says, "Is Trevor going to be on the Master P show? He could be Andy Richter slash Guillermo Rodriguez style sidekick, and dressed like an old school rerun. Dance when contestants get answers correct. Fan eating salad and spitting it out when they mess up. I will definitely throw on the beret, a beret, and dance like rerun. How long would it take for Master P to kick you off the show? Oh, it'd be like five minutes." You'd interrupt him one time, and he'd be like, get this guy out of here. He's done. How about I don't even say anything? I just do like a mime in the background. <laughs> like, if you say something I like, I'll just give a big smile and thumbs up. Like, I'll, I'll just be a total mime. Master P would legit <laughs> drop kick you off the set. So he'd great. just get up and just karate-style chop you out of there. I hope no one can see this, but he'll look at me and be like, <laughs> Make emoji faces. <laughs> oh God! I look like I'm trapped in a box when you're talking about Louisville and their struggles. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Uh, Texture says they played "Get Back" by Ludacris last night at the women's game. It threw me a little. I don't know if I know that song. Get back, get back. You don't know me like. Oh, that. I know that. Okay, you I know that. Know. I remember that song. Yeah. I told you, Ludacris came with, with popularity when I was not listening to modern music. Like, I know I know him mainly because, you know, also because his acting, but I, I know a few songs, but I, you'd have to sing it for me to realize what it is. Chris Ludacris Bridges. He did the one about the elbows. Drop bows on him. Yeah, yeah. and he did the song with Usher. Throw them bows. Uh, Louisville, you mentioned, speaking of the women's game last night, the cards top Miami 71-57. to Maybe the most encouraging thing about last night, and really the last few games, is... You know, stars carry teams in March. We know this on both the men's and the women's side. Haley Van Lith is finally coming out of an extended slump. She's also shooting the three a lot better recently. She had 25 points last night, 9 of 17 from the floor, 4 of 9 from three, and she was the best player. Um, Also, I mean, if you want to look at Jeff Walls, he's talked so much about not being able to really find the right combination of players, not really really being able to get these players to, to click and have the light bulb come off. The big move that he's made recently is moving Mikasa Robinson to point guard. She's never played this position. She's been a defensive stopper her entire her career. She's come off the bench for the most part. She's been the starting point guard. She had seven assists last night, nine rebounds. She has all the little stuff. Since making the move to, to point guard, since moving Mikasa Robinson to point guard, Louisville's only lost once. They have, they've won uh, seven of their, their last eight games, and they only lost was that buzzer-beating Overtime loss to Notre Dame, uh, who they'll have a chance to get some revenge on this weekend. So, Good. look, Walsh, we know he's going to press the right buttons. We know he's going to give this team the best shot at making a run in March. And I think you're finally starting to see that. They've been playing much, much better in recent weeks. I still think they're not – they probably aren't going to reach the potential that we thought they could going into the season. But if you beat a top-10 Notre Dame team this weekend, have a good showing – at the ACC tournament next week in Greensboro, you could still wind up being a, a 4, 5, 6 seed that has a legitimate shot to win – uh, you know, two, three games, make the second weekend, and then, you know, if the bracket falls apart on that side, potentially get back to the final. Four. I mean, I mean, this the season's success and failures all stem on the tournament anyway, right? For I mean, sure. Yeah, we got to that point. I mean, yes, you want to be a higher seed, and I would love, like you said, to, for the path to lead to Louisville being a four seed, or I mean, but if worse they are, maybe a six or a seven, which could possibly happen. Let's. Let's worry about the, the tournament. Because, like I said, we're, we're at this point now as a program, like making the tournaments, you know, that's just a given. That should be just something that, that, that goes, you know, like with waking up and, and, and yawning when you and when you first in the morning. The, the, what we do in the tournament and this team making a tournament run and getting it, everything on, all guns firing on the same same uh, level is, is what this team needs. That's, that's the success and failure of this team. 
so the cards again, they'll take on Notre Dame Sunday at be Notre Dame. noon. That's going to be on ESPN. It'll be on the big network, and you can hear yeah. it on 970 WGTK. It'll be a yeah. You'd love to see them get revenge for that one. That's probably the it's the highest ranked team in the ACC. I think outside of Duke, who's been well, they should have been the first time. They should have been the first time. Yeah, call walk. Don't be a coward. Uh, but Notre Dame is actually, they are the highest ranked team in the ACC right now at number 10. Duke is number 11. So knock them off. You guarantee yourself of a top four spot in the conference tournament and get hot there. Maybe try to win the conference tournament. It's been a while since we've, we've won the league tournament. We've you know got beat at the buzzer last year in the first game, lost in the championship game a couple of times. Let's go ahead and let's win this thing. Um, there's a, a story that, that was posted about three hours ago. You know, we've, we've had stories in recent days about the Pac-12 presidents and, and athletic directors not being happy. A lot of schools looking to get out. A lot of schools saying we need to, to, to you know, stay strong now. Today we have a story about Florida State and essentially saying something needs to change. A, a current board of trustees member said basically you know, sort of a shot to the ACC. At the end of the day, Florida, for Florida State to compete nationally, something has to change moving forward. They see the massive revenue gap that's coming between the SEC, the Big Ten, and everybody else, and they want it fixed. They're not offering any sort of, as tends to be the case in these situations, they're not offering any sort of, you know, insight to how that's possible or what their ideas are. They're just saying, fix it. Make it happen. Uh, the numbers that were presented at this meeting, the, the SEC is going to make $811 million per year off of their new ESPN-ABC deal. The Big Ten is going to make $1.1 billion <laughs> off of their new TV deal. The ACC right now, their deal pays them $240 million. So they're making about one-fourth of what the SEC makes and one-fifth, if that, and less than one-fifth, of what the, the Big Ten is going to make. And to make matters worse, the conference deal with the with ESPN right now, it doesn't expire until 2036. So if you think it looks bad now, you're going to have the Big Ten and the SEC, they're both going to have another chance to negotiate another deal before the ACC's current deal runs out. So I know ESPN has kind of said in recent months, like, we're going to, to, to renegotiate, we're going to make this right. They, I think ESPN wants to keep the ACC together because I know that college basketball doesn't bring in nearly as many eyes or nearly as much revenue as college football does. Which is why they're much smaller than the Big Ten SEC and right. their money. But, but for ESPN, you know, they still do make money off of, of college basketball. They still like they air more college basketball games than any of these other networks. And their cash cow in all of this is the ACC. Like if you look at the highest rated regular season games every single year, it's you know, Duke and Carolina, Duke yeah. and Carolina, Duke and Carolina. And that's they want to keep Duke and Carolina in the same in, in the same league. They want to keep Big Monday going. They want to keep all that good stuff happening. I mean, the so, question is, where does the, even the big game like a Duke Carolina ranking in terms of TV ratings and rank to just an average SEC game? In between? It's low, but the, yeah. but again, like we're not trying to. I'm not trying to argue that. Like, yeah, we they know what the SEC is. They know what the Big Ten is. Those astronomical numbers are all based on football. But at the end of the day, basketball still does hold some value to to uh, to ESPN. So if they're basically their point is. We still need basketball to a certain degree, and the SEC Big Ten thing, it is what it is, but it'd be in our best interest to keep the ACC together. It's not going to change anything for football if you lose. Like, the SEC and the Big Ten are already huge. If you add Clemson and Florida State, it makes it even bigger, but it doesn't, it doesn't take them from, like, $1.1 billion TV deal to, like, a $2.5 billion. No, it it no. doesn't change that much. But losing some of these schools in the ACC or having the ACC evaporate in basketball, it does change the ACC contract, and it does change what ESPN is able to pull in from a basketball standpoint. So I think they want to see that stay together. 
But Florida State is basically firing a shot here saying, if something's not done, we can't be behind by $30 million every single year to our peers. So the question now becomes, what what can be done? You've got to renegotiate this deal. You've got to get more money from ESPN. Do you add schools from the Pac-12? Do you do something? Like, the, the Florida State, and you'll see other schools, I think, follow suit now, whether it's Clemson, North Carolina, or whoever, basically come to the, go to the ACC leadership and say, you can't sit on your hands anymore. We need some sort of plan. And I, it sounds nice to say that. It sounds like, you know, I'm a man of action. I'm not going to let you know, the, the college sports landscape pass us by. But what can you really do at this point? The, the moving and shaking is done for the time being. And when it starts again, it has to be initiated by the SEC or the Big Ten. Like, they're the ones driving the ship. I think it's clear that this has nothing to do with football, basketball, or ratings. This is all because the ACC is too hard on their teams. I think if they were nicer to, and sucked up to them more like Jeff Capel wants, we'd get more money from the TV studios. Yeah, that's... <laughs> the other the other serious question is... Oh, we were serious? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> the, the, the buyout deal. A buyout from the ACC is three times larger than like any other conference. Like They signed this, this grant of rights deal, which is almost impossible to get out of for anybody without paying like $120 million. Like, that's not... It's not feasible for Florida State to, to be asked out of that, and like it's this whole situation is so strange. I get what the ACC was trying to do; they were trying to create a more stable environment for their their current members when the last helping of realignment was happening, and everybody was so unsure about the future. And instead, they've kind of created a prison cell, and they've also made themselves not a an attractive landing spot for some of these other schools. Because if you're if you're a Pac-12 school that has the option of going to the ACC or staying in the Pac-12, or looking at like the Big 12, you don't want to get roped into a, a situation where it would cost an astronomical amount of money to, to leave the conference, and also the grant of rights in the current TV deal have you locked in for 12 more years at this point, until 2036. It just it, it wound up being counterproductive, it seems like. They have but to restructure that. I think if a team wanted to leave, they could get around getting away with not paying that whole grant of rights thing. It's I mean, pretty airtight. I mean, you're talking about going, you're talking about that. lawsuits involved, but I, I mean, I feel like if a team really wanted to, they could. People keep saying that, and then every president, like even the FSU person who's saying this, is saying we realize we can't get out of this. Like it, it is an airtight legal document. There's no way to get out of it outside of ponying up thirty million dollars per year for four years. And where does that money come from? Or spending multiple years in court and lawsuits while you're still trying to get out and wasting millions of dollars on that. But it doesn't sound like they have any ground to stand on when it comes to that. Like, like there's nothing that they can do. You can't, when you have a document that says definitively this, this, and this, and you agreed to this, this, and this, you can't just be like, well, we want out. Let's get out. Like, it just, it just I know it seems like it can work that way, but it just, it doesn't. I mean, I'm not saying you'd win. I'm just saying you could still fight it, though, I would think. I and mean, lose even more money. Possibly and probably and, and maybe, but... I mean, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, like, to, I don't like to touch AC because, I mean, party here. <laughs> Good Lord, I got Is that loud. Cowboy? <laughs> cowboy. Is that what they're playing there? <laughs> um, it's Johnny Cash. <laughs> the Cowboy. Yeah, all men and all black. I just now I can't distract. I'm totally distracted now. That's okay. <laughs> You've lost. I don't know if anybody can hear these over the mic, but. Texture says, uh, Jackson. real quick, a couple of texts before we go to break. Uh, since Scoots is on today, are you doing play-by-play for any Indiana high school finals? Scoots, are you? Yeah. Um, not for the girls' finals, but I'll be on the call for sectionals next week. But for another, There we go. But for another radio station, unfortunately. That's okay. How are my Silver Creek guys doing? 
Uh, not great. They they've <laughs> they've had better seasons, but they've had worse seasons. They they've got a really good point guard, Caden Oliver, who he can take over a game at any time, but doesn't really have much help. So that's my guy, Caden Oliver. Who who do we got tonight? We got New Albany and somebody tonight, right, uh, Scoots? New Albany and Bloomington North. And now the importance is not the opponent, or but it's it's uh it's uh the New Albany's coach's last uh, last game, right? Yeah, Jim Shannon been the coach there Shannon. for twenty five years. He's done after wow, or last insane. last home game, I should say. Last home tonight. game, I see. Yeah. yeah, state state championship coach. He groomed Romeo Langford. He did, and Rondell Mortz away. I saw that the the seventh region teams are set here for the tournament next week. The draw won't be done until uh, Saturday. You've got mail. You got Trinity, you got Ballard, you got Manuel, our boy the, the Ryans are yeah. still alive over there. They don't play on the basketball team though. I know. You, you got Christian Academy, you got Atherton, you've got um, two other teams that I can't remember now, but I'm sure they're good. <laughs> I know Atherton upset somebody. Seneca. They I think. Upset Seneca. Seneca yeah. didn't have its starting point guard. Uh, Atherton upset them, and then they lost to Trinity pretty badly in the district championship game. But Ballard, I know, is hosting. Males hosting. Trinity's hosting. I think is Manuel hosting too, or they haven't played their district championship game. Regardless, uh, seventh region next week, and Evangel Christian, the school where we do our show out of, but right behind, they won their, they beat uh, DeSales, I believe, to win their. No, no, take it back. Butler beat DeSales. Evangel blasted somebody, uh, but they're like the sixth region favorite. Won't tell people that's because they don't show up there and realize there's a basketball. They game always there. show up to the gym. I spend not realizing not, that the gym's not there. Unless we're not on a remote, I don't think there's a Friday. Sometimes. I spend like every other Friday giving directions to people, and I never know what to say. I'm like, I'm not sure where it is. I know. <laughs> The best part was, was the, other, the last time it happened, you you had like an older man come up to you as you were driving away. Yeah. And as you know, like sometimes I'll sit in the parking lot and do the text line. or and In this case, I had to talk to our engineer about something. And like, so, I mean, I'm just sitting there for like 45 minutes and everybody just keeps walking. They don't even like, they, they just walk up to my car. Like I'm a concierge or something. Like, hi, uh, do you know where the gym is? I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm just not sitting here. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just sitting in my car smoking a cigarette, man. What, what the hell? But I gave everybody directions. Texas says, isn't FSU locked in by the contract? What really can they do? That's the question. I mean, I mean it's, it's great this guy can be like, they've got to fix it. you got to change it. But what are you really going to do? Nothing's going to fix it unless you get better football, though. Yeah. I mean, that's – so, hey, Florida State, here's an idea. You know that football program you're supposed to have those be top-notch? Maybe be better. Texas says, Mike goes to the five-plus-minute quality discussion about FSU and the ACC. And that was TK's response. Mike looks at the clock and hopes that Monday's new sidekick will bring a much better response to the stop. <laughs> In my defense, they were playing Jackson. It distracted me. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got distracted. It's off now, yeah. Texas says, uh, having an argument and need the opinions of this country's best and brightest. Sorry, Mr. Dingus, this does not include you. Sorry, Scoots. <laughs> How many times should the average male poop in a day? I say two to three. My friend says every other day. Uh, at least once a day. At least once a day is what people is what healthy is. I wake up and I I, I I drop it every morning when I wake up. Thank you for that visual. No problem. <laughs> I mean, and it depends what you eat. If you eat something spicy, you're probably going a second time. But I would say once a day. I used to so like I used to be very regular with the call. Like I'd have the morning coffee, and then like yeah. that would always get it going. And then I feel like I would go again when I got home from from radio. And it's kind of since I got sick and like had to change the diet, and now like taking all these pills and stuff, I do like it's basically like once a day. Yeah. And it's I've never been that way. Yeah, coffee make you go more than that. I was always multiple times a day. Yeah, coffee will do that to you. It does it to me. I know that. But my answer is at least once a day. At least minimum. every other day is not healthy. No, and if you're if you've been two days, then you you need to fig- you need to figure something out. Texas eat some, some bram muffins or something. Texas get Scoots to sing "This Is Indiana." I'll sing "This Is Indiana" any day of the week. Scoots, will you talk to us about how you dated the girl from the video? Boston, all the Big Ten. You know what it is. 
I'm not singing it, and I'm not talking to you about Indiana Girl. Oh, he's so so so, so shy. Uh, Just brag, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It gets in my head from time. I will, I, will, I will watch that video from time to time just for fun. Oh, my Lord. I thought you were going to say just for Indiana Girl. Well, I mean, she's, trust me, like, when, when when it was laid out that you dated the girl from that video, I knew exactly who people were talking about. Oh, yeah. And I was very impressed. I've watched that video many a times over the years. I, I've lost uh, that game. I still, I don't still have that, so. Well, it happens. It happens to the best of us over the years. And then, you know, you just, you get it back with the, the big X reputation. Yeah. It speaks for itself. It can You're carry about to make you 500 on. bucks. You can, you can spruce, <laughs> spruce yourself up a little Come on. <laughs> Professional gambler. That's, that's going to carry yeah. you to the big leagues. Uh, anyways, we'll take a break. When we come back, more from Oxmore 4. We can talk more about this uh, Louisville Georgia Tech game coming up tomorrow if you want to. God, yeah. I don't know if anybody really wants to. Yeah, I mean, but we, yeah. we're going to do it anyway. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. The thing is, like, I remember when this song came out, because this, this was firmly when Train was, like, becoming, they were getting Nickelback status where everybody was, yeah. was the easy butt of a, a lame joke. sister, yes, that's right. I wanna kiss her. And I remember this song came out, and I was like, right away, I was like, okay, I like this. I'm sorry, I can't I can't help it. Like, that song was always kind of catchy. I did not like the Soul Sister song. This song, I always kind of liked a little bit. I had four songs I knew I wanted to use when I, when I came up with the theme, so I had to Google, like, songs with driving the title for other ones, and this was not one I knew. And came up, and when I had this, I was like, God, this song sucks. My brother was going to make fun of me so no, much. No, I like it. I hear he you never know. Like, like, as soon as the first time I heard him go, drive by, I, 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 I was like, oh, good God. <laughs> I swear, I'm almost positive that I made a tweet about this song coming out. And now I'm, not, I'm now trying to find it. Because I remember I was like, it's you know. It's so corny. It's one of those where like, I was so embarrassed. I was like, I have to let the world know about this. Like, I, I feel so bad about this that I need to, like, be honest about it and, like, get out of here. I, there it is, April 26, 2012. Hey, it's my birthday. I said, I can't hold the guilt inside anymore. I love the new train song. That was my birthday. <laughs> people did not take the, the tweet well. People, people were not on my side. People didn't like it. That's okay. Uh, we drive songs because we are here at Oxmoor Ford in the heart uh, of St. Matthew. Uh, is, this uh, place uh, is popping, man. It's like, loud. We've been here. We've done probably, what, nine, ten remote shows here over the years, uh, the year and a half. And I feel like this is the most traffic that we've seen for any one of these shows. This is the most time we've had, most people we've had here. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's been. I've seen at least at least four or five cars sold since we've been sitting here. Perfect day to come get a car. Perfect day to come in here and, and give Trevor Kelsey the middle finger. That's. Uh, I mean, I feel happen. like someone's going. Someone's going to give our boy a run for their money on the employee of the month over there. Um, what's his name? I can't. Some, read. It's something naffy. I think Jeff. I wonder if he even exists. Well, he clearly exists. He's, no, maybe he's just like a brass ring. He owns this place. They just hold, they're just holding above all the other salesmen, making them think that there's a, they have a goal. <laughs> he basically is he's on the his name's on the deed here. This is this is his house. <laughs> uh, quick update from Jim Patterson Stadium, Louisville baseball leading Bowling Green two to one in the middle of the eighth inning. Uh, strong pitching performance from Ryan Hawks, the Friday star. Cars need to get the bats going a little bit to secure this victory. 
Uh, but you can catch all the action on 970 WGTK. Eddie King Jr., though, our boy. That's This is our guy. Love Eddie King Jr. He was the guy who put us back in front in the seventh inning with a RBI, uh, looks like RBI single with two outs. Eddie King Jr., just guy just drives and runs. Sounds like the name of a Tekken character. Like, <laughs> who do you use on Tekken? Eddie King Jr. Eddie King's a beast, man. He's he's doing what he's doing. They had the infield in, roped to the right side. That's just that's professional hitting. That's, he's just doing what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, Friday edition of the Rutherford Show. Texas on the Thornton Sex Line here at 502-414-1450. Uh, Jeff Porzello of ESPN, he put out the the coaching carousel. I was about to say, is about to get off to him. a big-time story. You think that's the guy? I think that was him. Okay, well... I'm like, sorry, stay focused here. We like can, starstruck. People can't. <laughs> people listening in the car from home can't see him. <laughs> like, I want to go ask him for an autograph. <laughs> I was about to say the coaching carousel was about to get started in college basketball, but I don't know if you saw earlier today. Kermit Davis got the boot from Ole Miss. Did they, I mean, we kind of expected that, but yeah. They went ahead and kicked him to the curb. So he's so one. They had their eye on somebody, maybe. Maybe I don't want to say big job is open, but it's it's, it's a power conference job, and it's the, still yeah. I think Ole Miss probably also sees what. The other schools that are kind of in their situation, football first schools that are not like Bama or Arkansas, they're investing highly in new facilities and they've gone out and hired big time coaches and they're having success. I mean, Mississippi State is having a lot of success right now, and I'm sure that they are. They thought Kermit Davis was a good hire. Everybody did at the time, and it just has not worked out. So they said, no point in waiting. Boom, you're gone. But Jeff Borzello of ESPN, in preparation for the big coaching carousel, had a gigantic preview of, of what's to come and you know jobs that are in limbo, coaches that may be back in the game, coaches that could be on, on their way to make a move. And the, the write-up, which is like 5,000 words, it does feature mentions of Louisville, Chris Mack, and Rick Pitino. So Ole Miss? No, no, no. no. Okay. This is a, a massive preview about, about the say, coaching yeah. carousel. So... He put Louisville in the category of he has a category for like jobs that he thinks will be open this coming season. He put Louisville under the category of one more year question mark <laughs> and said Kenny Payne has been the head coach of the Cardinals for less than one season, but it's been a disaster. They dropped to four and twenty-four overall in Monday's road loss at Duke, and they sit in last place in the ACC at two and fourteen. The team has actually looked better over the past few weeks, but the Cardinals were entirely non-competitive for long stretches. He's not going to be fired after one year, but strides need to be made next season. I think that's pretty straightforward. Pretty obvious. We all kind of agree with that. I feel now, like you ripped that off of one of the Rutherford show. Dialogues. Well, it's 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 basic. You know, when you're when you're covering 363 teams, I can understand why you're not going to get <laughs> very in depth for a three paragraph, three sentence write up on Kenny Payne. But he did talk about Rick Pitino, and said this: arguably the best coach, best college basketball coach of his generation. Pitino has won one regular season title and one conference title in his two years at Iona. And he has the Gales in position for a second straight regular season championship this year. He likely has one more shot at a big-time job, and it's conceivable that Georgetown, UCF, Arizona State, and St. John's could all look at him. For my money, Georgetown is the likeliest option. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard Central Florida because I guess the, the premise is he's he, – and I think this was off, like, the field of 68. I think I saw this. He still him. lives down there. Yeah, he, like, he's not going to – he wants to go somewhere where he wants to live. He has and, a place there still, yeah. And that's pretty much Florida, New York – and I guess Kentucky's, he loves it, but those options are, unless he wants to go to Western, are pretty much done in this state. So uh, it's down in Florida and New York. And, I mean, that's, that's – I, I can't see him. As, I mean, that's just – I can't either. I mean, I, mean I guess you could say Central Florida really really where – is Georgetown and St. John's really much better than them as a program over the last 10 or 15 years? Probably not. Well, St. Georgetown maybe. Yeah, yeah I would say they are. They had that one run with Thompson third. but And St. John's has had a couple of teams yeah, make the tournament. But when's that, St. John's hadn't done anything since they had, like, the pure – that 
they had that one team with like a four, the four starters. They're all seniors, and but that was like 10, 15 years ago, hadn't it? But they, I mean, they made the tournament just a couple of years ago. Did they? They made the first. They made the first four twice. Well, sure, so in the Central Florida, years. though. I mean, yeah, once they made that one. They had that one team make the tournament that almost should have been Duke. In yeah, the second round. Yeah, with John that's Dawkins. It. Yeah, that's it. Um, I mean, but you, the point is, that even though but you've got conference affiliation with the other two. Yeah, and, and that's and they also you have history too. I mean, the, the while Georgetown and St. John's have been far below what they their expectations usually are, they they have traditions and Final Fours and yada, 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 and, and it's, yeah, I, I just can't see Central Florida being in this mix. I can't either. I mean, he's he does have one son who still lives down there in that area. Everybody else in his family is living in uh, New York now yeah. at this point. Um, I can see Georgetown. Again, He's he's got direct ties there. I can see Arizona State to a degree. I can certainly see St. John's if St. John's would want him, but I'm with Forzell. It, it seems like Georgetown is the one that checks all the boxes. Now, I did see Tony Kornheiser on PTI yesterday was saying how Notre Dame needs to hire Patino. And I was like, good luck with that. Mm, yeah, I don't It's know. not happening. But I'll also, still, I'd still be shocked to be went out west. I mean, I know you, 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 you think it's... I think it's possible. Possible. I just, I guess it's possible. I just, it would shock me. He... I, I don't want him in the ACC. That's my Oh, thing. God, no. I don't want him at, at Notre Dame. I don't want him at Georgia Tech. I don't want him in any school where we may have to play him at least once a year. Would not be fun. Uh, but Chris Mack also got to mention this write-up, and Borzello said this: Mack clearly has the resume to get back into the mix for jobs. Four Sweet 16 appearances, one Elite run in 2017, nine NCAA tournaments in his first nine in his first ten seasons as a head coach. But he could also opt to sit out this cycle. Midway through a down 2021-2022 campaign at Louisville, Mack stepped down as the head coach. Mac, Ole Miss is a Mack. It could be a Mack destination. I can see that. Now the other thing is, if you're Ole Miss, do you look at something like a Chris Mack, or since you've gotten this opening early, are you basically saying, "Hey, mid-major team that, that makes the run in this year's March, you're our guy"? Which, but see, they went. That's the way they went with Kermit. Kermit the first time was he. He made the the late. What was it? Um, who was he with? Middle Tennessee. Team. Yeah, and they made they, they yeah. I mean, it's, didn't they go like the second round or something? Or? No, they, they actually they hired him when they went to the NIT and they played us. Um, they'd had a really good year, but they got upset in the conference tournament. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah. Okay. I mean, so if they don't go mid-major level again, I mean, which I could see, you don't maybe want to do that back-to-back hires. I mean, then that would be, Chris Mack would probably be a, a really good position right there. There's always pressure to do the opposite of whatever didn't work in the, the most recent hire, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I, mean, I think it's why you heard a lot of people, I mean, we heard this on our show a bunch this time last year, when people were talking about, you know, established coaches that were good but maybe hadn't won at the highest possible. People were talking about Mick Cronin. People were talking about Musselman. You'd have the pushback from people who really wanted Kenny Payne by saying, look, we did it this way last time. Chris Mack checked all the boxes. He'd won at Xavier. He'd you know, taken Xavier to being a number one seed, taken him to the Elite Eight, and it didn't work out here. Why should it be any different this time? And I think that's why you could get – like, if Mack had been very successful, let's say that Mack killed it here for like six years and then – for whatever reason, left for the UCLA job or left for the Carolina job, and we were back in need of a new head coach, it becomes a lot harder of a sell to hire Kenny Payne in that situation than yeah. it was when Mac had just flopped. And I think if, if Payne does wind up getting the ax after two years or if after three seasons it's a total failure, you'll see people like any career assistant is immediately gone like they won't even be considered here it'll be you have to have head coaching experience you have to have had success as a head coach before and you have had to have 
preferably been at a power conference program. Yeah, I see a lot mostly, like uh, particularly in the NFL, where you'll see a, an owner like go into the college ranks and hire a college coach. It doesn't work, and then you know the next thing they're they're, they're going for the experienced guy. Look at what Carolina did. They they yeah. flopped with Matt Rule. You go with Frank Reich, who's you know been a head coach, whether he's successful or not. I mean, he's had head coaching experience. It's the same. I mean, it's just I think it's just some human nature to do that, right? I mean, for sure. kind of. You don't want to go back to back to something that didn't work the first time. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's weird. There's definitely a recency bias because, like, he's been in Ole Miss for a while too, hasn't he? Uh, since 2018-19. I thought he was there longer. Okay. So this is two, three, four. This is his fifth season. Fifth season. Though. He had been at Middle Tennessee for a long time before that. He'd, uh, you know, they had the big upset of Michigan State in the NCAA tournament, uh, the one year. And then they they'd won a game in the tournament the year after that. And then he went to the NIT with a really really good team that we beat. No big deal. Uh, David Padgett, shout out. And got the job at Ole Miss. I'm, I honestly am surprised. He took Ole Miss to the NCAA tournament in his very first season. It was a big-time success story. And then they have not been good at all since then. He's uh, he's always Tom Davis's son, right? I have no idea. I always thought he was. Who's Tom Davis? Dr. Tom Davis, coach at Iowa. Yeah, that's for no. like 20 years. It doesn't sound like it is. Based on his Wikipedia page, it does not seem okay. like it. Okay, I, I don't know Because, I mean, he's old. Like, he's 63. Well, okay. Yeah. I don't know how old Tom Davis is, but oh, he might be dead. <laughs> if that's his dad, there's a solid chance. I mean, there's a good chance. Yeah. Is Ole Miss obligated to hire somebody with a Muppet name now? At this point, is there another coach that is a? Is there a Fozzie out there anywhere? Fozzie, yeah. Well, there's a Fozzie band. Is there someone whose nickname is Animal? Um, I can't imagine there's a Piggy. There's a Piggy. Uh, what's the What's the name of the, uh, the, the 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 scientist, the little skinny one that does that does beep beep sounds? Uh, Beaker. Beaker. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think there's a Beaker. He's, no one wants Beaker. He's the Aquaman of the Muppets. <laughs> Is there a Doctor Bunsen Honeydew coaching anywhere right now? <laughs> I think Fozzie might be your best bet. Might be your best bet. And Fozzie, but do you really want to hire a guy named Fozzie? Yes. I mean, are you kidding he, me? A thousand times, I yes. mean, he's going to go to the press conference. What are your expectations? Waka waka. Well, you're, you're not actually hiring Fozzie. We were throwing tomatoes at him to Kermit didn't show up to his Ole Miss press conference in all green. Really? Because I could have sworn, look up Kermit Davis's press conference in Ole Miss. I, two to one says he asks about why there's so many songs about rainbows. I don't think that happened. I don't, th- I don't think that happened. He sings the rainbow connection. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? It's uh, not easy being green, you know. It's not. The, the, the three biggest questions that Borzello asked I thought were interesting the first one was how busy of a carousel should we expect? And the answer is very. Probably, yeah. There will be names that we don't even – because you also have the domino effect as well. Sure. I mean, we, I mean we've kind of forgotten. Like, Texas is still technically open. Texas as Tech a, might be open again. Yeah, I don't think yet. You don't think they're going to let him go? They've played better. It's only a second year. They've, they've played better this down the stretch. He'll get another year, I think. Okay. And Texas Texas becomes really simple if they just extend Rodney Terry and give him the job full-time. Yeah, I don't think which it's going to happen. I, I do. I, I, think, so? I think he's probably the front-runner to land that job. I mean, they're still top-10 team right now. They've done really well with him. I think it depends on how they do in the tournament. If they if he if he wins at least two games in the tournament, I think that job is his. But I mean, you've got possibly North Carolina could open up. But their their I mean, their second biggest question is what happens with John Calipari. That's a big question as well. And they're still talking. Borzello says if Calipari leaves Kentucky for Texas, which was rumored several weeks ago, yeah. the carousel will go haywire. I still don't see that happening. What if Patino would turn to Kentucky to replace Calipari? I cried real tears, legitimate tears. <laughs> Big buckets of tears. <laughs> Good country song, by the way. I'd hate life. I mean, could you think of a worse scenario? No, I, I can't. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I would just die. I'd, I'd have to give up basketball. I'm going to have to adopt the kids. Uh, there's <laughs> The third question that Borzello asked is Jim Beheim and also other potential retirement opportunities. Uh, and there's, there's still been talk. I know Leonard Hamilton's come out and said, I'm not stepping away. I'm going to be back next year. Bob Huggins apparently has not denied some retirement rumors that are out there. It's a decent job in West Virginia. It is, and I mean, he seems to be kind of tired. He seems I like he's, that, yeah. he's he's nearing the end there. There's a good chance that you could talk to somebody that doesn't fall as a casual college basketball follower that might be shocked he's still there. Yeah, they've been quiet recently. They have been quiet pretty much since 2011. Yeah, the Big 12 is not a bad, not a good move for them. They, I mean, if Bayham does leave, obviously that sets off a, a huge job opening, could be potential domino effect. Also, does Chris Beard get back in the mix somewhere? I think that's still a big I'd question. I'd be surprised if Beard lands somewhere, to be honest with you. You and me both. Um, Ole Miss, I, though, could be like a – I could see that being a job that he would go after. I mean, and I could – you know, I think wherever – I mean, I think if he, I think if he's waited one more year, he could have a better pick. Of, of where he might land. Not, not that Ole Miss wouldn't be a bad job to land. Like you said, I mean, it's, it's a sleeping giant of a program if you want. I mean, you're in the SEC, you're SEC West nonetheless. I mean, it, it depends. I mean, listen, if you, can, if you can get to Alabama and win as quickly as Nate Oates, anything's possible. Rank these jobs for me in your eyes. And, and again, this is just basketball. Okay. Notre Dame, Texas, Georgetown, St. John's. Best job to worst job. Currently? Yes. Uh, Texas. Okay. Um... Probably Notre Dame, Georgetown, St. John's. I'm, I've am i got Georgetown and Notre Dame flipped. Uh, I go Georgetown second, Notre Dame third, but I'm not going to fight with you on that. I think it, you can make a valid case for But I do agree. Texas, even though it seems like it's the, I nudge Notre Dame because of the ACC to the Big East. I can see how the Big East is better right now. Well, yeah, but good ACC gets more, gets more eyes. More money, I mean, for yeah. sure, and, and more eyes, definitely. I would say... I think Georgetown cares about basketball more than than Notre Dame does. Um, I mean, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I, I would. Like you kind of so. when you look at the attendance numbers, Notre Dame. You, they play in the smallest arena in the ACC, even smaller than Cameron, and their attendance is woeful. Like they just they don't care. And Georgetown still just plays in like the NBA arena, don't they? They well, they they do the the UConn thing where it's like half in the on campus, half in the, okay. the NBA. The Verizon Center, whatever yeah. it's be called. Yeah. I still think Georgetown. They commit money to bat. I think it, I think Georgetown is one of those programs that's sleeping giant. If you get it going, the oh, the area gets super excited again. If Notre Dame gets going when they've been going, it's just still just kind of whatever. I mean, again, like we were there for the they stormed the floor after a five overtime game. We were like the best team in the country. They beat us, and like you leave the building and like nobody cares. Like there's it's not. I mean. I would expect like the campus to be buzzing, like people to be going nuts, and there's just a lot of losers up there, a lot no, of losers, Trev. No, I get Georgetown has a good following. I agree to that. It's just been just very under. It's been under the radar for about a decade now. Uh, Texas Trevor was thinking of Keno Davis, not Kermit Davis. Oh, is that what I'm thinking of? Keno Davis was the guy who was at Providence for. Oh, okay. He had that, the one, that was that was Dr. Tom's son then. Okay. Okay, yeah, Keno Davis. He had the one season at Drake where he was the national coach of the year. Drake, that's see, that's why I kept thinking Kermit was okay. And then he went to Providence, sucked for like eight years, got fired, and then was at most recently was at like I think Western Michigan. Okay. Or one of the Mac schools. What's well, under Keno Kermit? That's one's one's a puppet, one's a game. Keno <laughs> ran that fast-paced offense and just. I, I always liked Keno Davis, but he just... That's what bad because when you said he... <clears> when you mentioned Kermit from New Middleton's he said, I started thinking, didn't he go to Drake? That's that's what just I was... One season. Yeah. Remember, they were in the top 25 that year. Oh, yeah. So I remember they lost to Western. And they get, uh, uh, Buzzer beater. Yeah, not Rogers, but... Uh, was it Rogers hit the shot? Ty, yeah, Ty, Ty Rogers. Rogers, yeah. yeah. He's in Central Michigan. He got fired two years ago. He is now the coach of Flint United, which I don't even know what that is. Is that... It's a professional basketball team in the 
TBL, the basketball. More league. importantly, is Dr. Tom still alive? <laughs> Let's find out real quick. This is how we can end the first, the second hour. <laughs> That's what everybody wants to know. Why was he a doctor? He, he was like a doctor. That's just what he was the nickname, I think. I don't think he actually was a doctor, per se. He is alive. All right. <laughs> still kicking age 84. When did he leave Iowa? In age like Could not have been Kermit's dad, though, unless he had him at 15. Which I guess is possible. <laughs> Which is possible. But he, uh, he, he left Drake in 2007. That's when Keno took over. Oh, okay. And then Keno was the coach for one year. He must have gone to Drake year. after Iowa then. I always remember him at Iowa. He was at Iowa until 99, took yeah. four years off, was the coach at Drake from 03 to 07. Yeah, he, he was just a name I always remember because yeah, he had Chris, the Kingsbury kid at Iowa and A.C. Earl. He was, that was all his teams. Was also at Boston College. Went to an Elite Eight in the 80s. Well, that would have been with John Bagley and them. What year was that? 1982. Yeah, that was a team that ended up um, was it, point shaving. Then was it Stanford? That was John Bagley and company. Well, I guess he left. He left. He got caught point shaving at BC and then went to Stanford, which is a quite the jump, and was there for four years before the Iowa job. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was not. Well, I just, I just remember. There's a reason Iowa. they were bad all four years. Yeah. And then he went to Iowa. Props, Doctor Doctor Tom Davis. There you are. We're your home for Doctor Tom Davis. But we don't Tom know why Davis. he's a doctor. <laughs> your home for Doctor Tom Davis trivia is right here on fourteen fifty. The Big X. We'll go to break. When we come back, hour number three is on the way. We'll do some predicting at the end of the hour. Get you ready for the weekend ahead, and take more of your texts at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here from Oxmoor Ford on fourteen fifty. The Big X. Upbeat song for the five o'clock hour to start. Like people are getting their car. It's Friday. They're ready to go home from work. We had we had train last segment. It was great. Could have been bopping a train, and now they're just like, oh, you know what that was, don't you? It sounds like Dave Matthews. It was REM. Or REM. That's what I'm. Yeah, about. it's the song Drive. It's a popular song. It just it's, it's very, another one that popped right in my mind. I'm not too. saying it's a bad song. I'm just saying it's very hey kids. Not rock five o'clock hour. <laughs> I thought people would be people are excited. They're ready for the weekend. They're ready to go home. They get should save train for the five o'clock hour. Now they're contemplating their existence here at five o three on a Friday. <laughs> traffic going. Do I really want to go home <laughs> after listening to this? Yeah. I will tell you, Mike. He he makes up for it with the last song. So just oh. hang in there. Be patient. Well, that, that, yeah. that late working crowd on, on Friday is going to be treated well. While they're stuck in traffic, right before they get home, they're going to they're get a treat from us. Well, welcome into the, the 5 o'clock hour here at the Mike Rutherford Show. We are live at Oxmoor Ford here in St. Matthew. Stop by and see us. We'll be here until 6 o'clock. Hope your weekend is off and rolling and you're uh, you're ready to get going. This this is, I mean, speaking of starting the 5 o'clock hour off on a depressing note, like I couldn't I can't help but think... We had the warm days this week. You know, we, oh. we wore shorts and T-shirts. But even today, with, with it being a little bit colder, you've got the sun out. You've got the blue skies out. This is that time of the year where March is right around the corner. You get the first signs of spring. I've been noticing some, like one of our trees is blooming in the front yard already a little bit early. And it just reminds me of, you know, getting ready for the NCAA tournament, getting ready for conference tournaments, t- looking at bracketology, debating what seeds you're going to be. And it just it keeps smacking me in the face that, like, for the second straight year, 
Like we know we're just we're not a part of this. And I, I'm so ready to get back to this early spring where Louisville's in the middle of the conversation, and you know it's not a matter of if they're going to be in the tournament, but where they're going to be seated. Instead, it's like. Can they win their your stupid bet with Scoots and get to seven <laughs> wins? Like that's the only excitement that we have right it's now. The only thing we're playing for right now. That's all we have. That's left. all we have. Uh, I hate having the, the last couple of days having to just just over overturn my my thermometer in my car from heat to the cold. Oh, every single day. It's I mean, it's like flip, complete. Flip, snap, there's snap. no middle. It's like like Wednesday it was all the way on heat. Yesterday I had I was like I'm putting the air on. I'm I just, know. And then today I get in the car and I'm like, I forgot to turn it from from blue to red, I guess you could say. And I get in the car and turn it on today and like the air hits me right away. I'm like, oh, good Lord. Like it's Married to the thing on I Wednesday where she that. was like, she's like, I really want to turn the air on. I'm like, it's 73 in the house. It's fine. You're going to, no, it'll no. be a little bit toasty to sleep. Like, we don't need to, to mess with, we've had enough HVAC problems already. Uh, we don't want that to be an issue. So let's not go back and forth, back and forth. So yesterday was perfect windows open day. Yesterday was a great windows open day. And today it's a little bit chilly. So glad we didn't turn the AC on, but it's, it just, it's that time of the year where you're starting to see the first signs of spring. And that typically means NCAA tournament time, best time of the year to be in the city of Louisville Normally. outside of maybe Derby uh, time. And we're, we're getting too used to this. That's the problem is we're getting, you know, I think two years ago, we thought we had a shot at being in the tournament. We knew it was more bubble talk, but it, like that was depressing enough. Last year, we knew we were we were definitely out of the tournament. It was a matter of who we're going to hire. And this year, it's been woe is me for like four months now. And it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm getting sick of it. I'm, I'm done with this. We haven't heard our name called since 2019. It's going to be at least five years now if we make it next year. And that seems less likely than it is likely. So it's... We gotta get some momentum going. I'm, I'm doing the Florida State booster thing, where it's like something's gotta change. I'm giving you no excellence on what needs to change, but this isn't it. I need a reason to watch Selection Sunday again. Well, I mean, I'll watch Selection Sunday. I'll still watch it, but it's not watching. It's, it's not as fun. Of course not. It sucks, but it's gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, if you just joined the show, big announcement at the beginning of the show today, and this huge. Is, I like if you just like if you're probably just hearing us say this offhandedly. You're like, well, this is some sort of joke. It's not a joke. I'm doing a, a sports TV show with Master P. You're going to be able to see that on Monday for the first time, 7 to 8 on WBNA Channel 21. Uh, we'll have Master P on the radio show Monday at 4 o'clock. He's going to be stopping by. And if you want to go to the Gold House Monday morning at 10 a.m., we'll be doing a press conference there to announce this uh, this new show. Why the Gold House? I don't know. Is that where he's staying, maybe? I guess it's where he does press conferences. Yeah. His agent just told me it's the, the, the hotel that's t- attached to the Yum Center. I guess he wants to be able to just go over to the game on Tuesday. Oh, golf just seems so fancy for the Rutherford and P show. Like, I feel like we should do this at, like, I don't know, like, the station or maybe, or you Top that, Golf. You think that's fancier than the Gold House? <laughs> it's a Master P show, for God's sake. <laughs> this, is, this is you and me. This is this is Master P. Like, where would, where would, if I was going to do a show, where would my, where would my press conference be held? <laughs> I, I did think it was hilarious. Arby's. <laughs> So when Master P comes in, we had the big like Monday meeting to talk about what we were going to do, and you know we bring him into the station, which look our our radius. It's a humble abode. It's nice, and then we have that little house in the back, which is becoming like the office area. Yeah. And like I'd never been in there before, but we go back in there, and I was like, I was just envisioning all of the big time meetings that Master P has had over the years. Because I mean, this is a guy who's he's look he, he's a big time sports agent. He clearly was a, he started his own record he, he label. Represented that, Ricky Williams. He did. I mean, I think he's had more successful clients since way, then. But. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, he he's coached some of the best talent. Demar Derozan, he coached growing up. Brittany Griner, he coached growing up. He's been you know doing TV deals. I was like, out of all these deals, I wonder where this room ranks. In terms of just overall fancy, I wish y'all done it at those big X studios and Jeff. That'd have been even better. <laughs> the deal wouldn't have happened if we had done it at that studio. He would have been like, "What is this smell? 
Why is there feces slash blood on this bathroom wall? <laughs> what's what's his Louisville chumps? Right over, right over my... <laughs> then the, then he he and Christopher Two X leave, and the the telethon people are so excited to give him free Chick Fil A. I'm like, we have to beg to get that Chick Fil A. I did. They're they're like hand, they're like giving masterpiece taking like three sandwiches. They're giving him all the chips, all the drinks, and I was like, that's get, where all the chips went. I was like, we don't get this treatment. We don't. Master P just strolls in here, and all the telethon people love him. Like, we, we get treated like we're just pariahs. Troy made me sing like a teapot. Yeah, I know. They, <laughs> they make us do dances if we get snacks from the telethon He told me if I ever want another sandwich, I have to shave an eyebrow. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay, but... <laughs> but we're very excited about that. I think it's going to be a fun deal. I mean, hearing his insight on both local and national uh, sports topics will be fun. I mean, it's, it's Master P, for God's sake. You want to hear what the man has to say. He's a legend. I mean, I, I'd like to get some, like, behind-the-scenes stories, though, from back in the day as well. For sure. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We've talked about uh, some of the coaching carousel news in college basketball. We talked about the UofL women taking care of business last night against Miami. Louisville baseball team, I don't know if it's a final yet. Let me check real quickly. They are, they have been leading Bowling Green in game one of a three-game set, and it is now a final. Yes. Uh, the cards, man, in just one hour and 46 minutes. The so cards, then the game started three? Yeah, yeah, the cards take down Bowling Green two to one to take game one of a three-game set at Jim Patterson Stadium. UofL now 5-0. and oh. On the young season, I could have gone to the game and just come back into the last hour with you only. Have you seen any of the, you know, the spring training now is starting, and they have the quick like interleague games, inter squad games, and I saw, you know, they have the pitch clock this year. I know. Yep. And I saw Joey Votto. It was super weird to watch. Like he st- he stands in, in, at home plate and like doesn't get out of the box. He just stands there like it, it's ball one. He doesn't even bring his bat down. He's like stands in his like stance the entire time. Because of this pitch clock, it's super strange. I mean, well, how does that, that? That's one thing I I never thought about that. Like we talk about the pitch clock. But yeah, batters have to be bat, ready too. Yeah, batters are. I mean, is there step out and cause delays as much as pitchers do with getting adjusted and everything and yada yada? I mean, I, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, is there if a batter steps out of the plate, can the pitcher just throw the pitch whether he's in or not? Now? Apparently so. It's all going to be so weird. And I saw like, the first highlights I saw also showed like. They got a standing ovation after, I can't remember who it was, like one of the big left-handed hitters had a sing-eye single through the, the right side because With you can't no have the shift, shift anymore. Yeah. And I was like, this is, it. I hate it. I'm not a adjust, fan of yeah. Adjust I'm, as a hitter to the, to life if you can't hit it into the shift. Yeah, I agree. The, 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 the getting rid of the shift in baseball, to me, is kind of the, the way, like, in the same way the NBA got rid of hand-checking. And they were like, you know, hey, no more hand-checking, no more, we don't want you to play defense anymore. And it took the NBA a few years, and now we've got to the, where the NBA knows they can't. There's no reason to play defense, and it just yeah, it's like instead of yeah, it's annoying. I, I'm not a fan of it. We've got uh, by the way, I'm just seeing this now. We have John Ruiz striking back. So if you missed the story, we talked briefly about it. The NCAA has sanctioned Miami women's basketball for viol- violations in the recruitment of Haley and Hannah Cavender. Um, they dined at John Ruiz. He's the big booster. They dined at his yeah. house. And Ruiz tweeted out a picture of all of them at his house. NCAA is now saying that this is a violation. Ruiz has, has shot back now, which I actually I like because like, you can't say if you can't like, make this legal and have no set of rules for it and then be like they're trying to they're trying to you know go back and litigate stuff that was that happened at a time when there were no NCAA bylaws. But Ruiz tweets out so the NCAA allows schools to inform students about NIL opportunities and now is saying that Miami can't. These girls decided where to go. No one else did it for them. 
Also, the Cavender twins are the face of NIL. We are in the U.S. The Constitution safeguards the ability to contract. After digging for months and finding nothing, they had to create something. If it affected our companies, I would go after the NCAA. The NCAA will eventually disappear. And he posts a screenshot of the NCAA rules at that time when it comes to NIL activities, showing that he did no wrongdoing. But this is, look, the NCAA is, they're clearly trying to, like, put a Band-Aid on something that's already been flooded. They're the faces of nil. They were the, one of the first big ones. Okay. They they were very very much ahead of the game because they, like I said, they had a billion TikTok followers or whatever it was when they were playing at Fresno, and they were very famous for reasons other than sports. And <laughs> now they're yes, like me, pretty much still true, exactly, <laughs> just like you. But we've got Ruiz firing back, and you think that you think the situation that the NCAA would be able to go after much easier would be the whole like. Remember when they signed Nigel Pack and it was like out there that it was two hundred thousand dollars for two years? Like he would get two hundred. Oh yeah, they gave him a little contract. And yeah. then Isaiah Wong was like, "Well, if that's what he's getting, I want more." Because like I'm not. And then they very quietly, like Isaiah Wong, the next day was like, "I'm good." I'm like, maybe that would be something to look into. Like you're basically negotiating because you know the market value of another player that you feel like you're better than. Uh, but the Cavender. I mean, who, who knew Miami wasn't going to be at the heart of everything? Well, they were the first ones to really start doing this stuff. And I mean, yeah, as soon as no, as soon as no went into effect, I mean, it's from you mentioned the basketball program to the what was the uh, what's his name, um, uh, the the MMA guy down there. They, they, they basically said, "I'm giving ten grand to every football scholarship player next year." Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I can't. Remember, I should remember his name because he does AEW sometimes. Um, Dan something, but um, yeah, I mean that's yeah. I mean that's no shock to me that my, I mean obviously Miami's has embraced this as much as anybody publicly. And so, yeah, I, I do love how the guy's, like, basically, like, just throwing out, like, it's our constitutional right or something. He's pretty much, like, saying, you can't stomp, don't tread on me in a way. <laughs> pretty much. That's kind of what he did. He's like, you can't you can't tell silence me. We're the, you can't silence the masses. This is legal. This is the face of a revolution over here. Texas says, can you drop the full announcement again for the 5 o'clock listeners? I mean, we, we kind of just did. Did, yeah. I, 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 if you want to go back and listen to the podcast, I gave more of the backstory about how this, this came to be and it's how it's been very much a quick thing, and, and we're still kind of working out some details, but it will be, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, and, but to quote Jimmy Buffett, come Monday, you, it'll be all right. Come Monday, Master P, and you'll be tight. We'll be tight. And we're doing, and it, the show will be live, so if it's a total disaster, then you'll get to watch it live, and it'll be funny, <laughs> and we can make fun of ourselves on Tuesday, but it, it'll be, I, I the we really, like say something's Takes him off. He just gets up and walks off. It's possible. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I still don't know Master P that well. It could, it could definitely happen. I think the cool thing for listeners of our show Outside of people who are just like, hey, it's Master P talking about sports. That's a no-brainer. Like he has, like, he's got a son on the team, and I don't think he's going to hold back when it comes to opinions about because he has shared when we've done, you know, we did some sort of like audition stuff where we went back and forth and just talked about sports topics. And I think he very much wants to get his opinions on what's going on out there, and he's not going to hold back. And it's going to be, I think it'll be interesting for I little mean, fans to listen to. I mean, it's live television, so you get away with it like right away. Like, would you be willing to say, you know, how's it feel to? So I have Rick Williams some of the probably the worst contracts ever in NFL history. Probably not going to get into that, Jeff. I mean, the fact that you gave we'll him, save that for your you gave him just a non-contract with nothing but incentives, and he got screwed out of it because of See, it. the thing is, we're talking about sports presently. We're not doing, like, a history show. What have you learned from that? Yeah, that's not, that's not going to come up on the show. Texture says, uh, it looks like Dr. Tom earned a Ph.D. in history while serving as an assistant coach at Maryland in the late 60s. Oh. Knowledge is power. Especially for him, since he's a doctor. There you go. I wish I could get a doctorate. 
Texas TK, please pick up the phone. I'm on the request line. <laughs> yeah, what's that? <laughs> is her name to that texter? <laughs> Texas, how awesome of Oxmoor Ford to allow you guys to do the show from their basement dungeon today. Does it sound that bad? I don't think it sounds we, bad. Excuse, first, excuse, we sound okay? That's the first time we've had any sort of criticism today. Yeah, I think it sounds good. Good. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've had we've had, had shows before in the past here yeah. that have not gone well from an audio yeah. standpoint. Way better than past shows, absolutely. But today is, yeah, it yeah, sounds like it's okay. Yeah. Well, there was the one time where I sounded fine, but you sounded like you were doing it. Like We like sent you to the bathroom by yourself. <laughs> Which just sounds believable. And there was the one time where I just did the show by myself on your phone. Oh, good Lord. And I, I, was, drive, I was <laughs> driving to the studio to find out that I had to turn around and drive. You gave the message to me on air. You're like, Trevor, if you happen to be listening, turn around and come back. I was like, please. <laughs> Dugan was so pissed. He's like, where is he? I'm like, well, I've got his phone. So He said to me, because we're running the, the, the actual the, the broadcast. We're using it through my phone right now. And he was like, well, how can I reach you if I need you? I'm like, well, you can text Mike. <laughs> well, Dugan went to go get the other equipment without telling anybody and brought it back. And then he was like, where's Trevor? I'm like, well, he went to go get the other. He went to go do the show from Jeffersonville. <laughs> Texas Trevor show live show will be from a different drive through each segment. That'd be awesome. That'd be, that'd be awesome show, right? Where will we be? Where will Trevor be this week? Where in the drive-thru is Trevor going to stay? Just That really rolls off the top. I got you. I got you. Here you go. Throw it. Almost dropped it. Oh, boom. Oh, that's going to hit a cut. Short-armed him a little bit. <laughs> Trevor's just throwing to the employees. Nice there. catch, though. <laughs> Texas, how much are you getting paid to do the t- Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't know. You're actually, you're actually, you're, they're paying you in, in, in CDs and memorabilia. <laughs> they might. I don't know. You're just like some old no limit material from like the nineties. This has all happened very fast. I'm not sure. Dave Ragone bobblehead. <laughs> get, is it more or less than what you make on the website and the radio show? Well, it's like first of all, radio show is less than, than all the other stuff anyway. So Wait, paid. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually says, similar to live Seacrest and Kelly Ripa, we now have live with CC and P. I like that. CC and P. I like that. Isn't that wasn't that a uh, CC Penninson? That was a musician in the nineties. Music Factory. No, CC Penninson was uh oh, this, oh she was a woman singing the song. Oh, I can't remember the song now. She was a one hit wonder. Texas Trevor the Cavender Twins are also going to be in WWE when they graduate. Are Is they that really? a real thing? I don't I, know. I can see that. I wouldn't shock me. They're super athletic, I mean, obviously, and they're And WB, attractive. for the most part, prefers their women to be attractive with no wrestling ability, so. There you go. That was the entire decade that they called the Diva Division. Oh, I saw it. The ESPN, the Cavender Twins are all in with WWE's NIL program, but will they ever wrestle? Well, they yeah, they're going to tra- They're gonna take them down to Florida and train them, just like they did with uh, Gabe Stevenson. But Gabe Stevenson's going to, I mean, they're, they're going to bring him on as soon as possible, I would assume. They gave him a big deal. Of course, Gabe, Gabe Stevenson. You, are you being, you don't know who that No, is. of course I don't know who Gabe he's, Stevenson is. He hasn't lost in wrestling, in college wrestling in like four years. He's been like a four, four straight years champion and stuff. Okay. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, an, he's an Olympian. He's going to be at the Olympics and Summer Olympics for wrestling and stuff. Yeah, he's, he's kind of a big deal. Texas, another great idea for Monday to break the ice and maybe even demand more respect. Talk in your Mickey Mouse voice when you meet everyone. Well, I've already met all of them, so like that wouldn't that wouldn't play. Do the show, open the show with, with your Mickey Mouse voice. Just like, tell, yeah, he'd be pretty pissed. Probably. <laughs> just see if he'd be, and if he says something to you, be like, what are you talking about? Ow, my eye! And I was playing. <laughs> this, is, this is how I always talk. <laughs> I made the guy say that he actually hit me. Trevor, <laughs> sure, nobody knows what you're talking about when you just when you're talking. To I'm just listening with the employees. I love it. <laughs> <sighs> 
Says, so Mike, any news on where Sky Clark might land? He and KP had a good relationship, if I remember correctly. Uh, we don't know. We I, There's been no talk at all about Sky Clark that I know of. And look, Louis, he's in the transfer portal. Louisville's allowed to talk to him if they wanted to. So. I feel like he's been there a while, hasn't he? Yeah, he left the team in like late December, early January. Yeah. He's been gone. He's been gone for a decent amount of time. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, seems like he would be a logical candidate. He's a guard, former five-star prospect, has a relationship with Kenny Payne, but I have not heard anything there. Texas, does this mean that Mike is officially a part of No Limit Records? It's exactly what I it means. I think it does. What if he brings a chain for me on Monday? I get to wear it. The tank. Tank. <laughs> <laughs> I come with like a No Limit tattoo on my arm. I'm like, I'm taking this very seriously. <laughs> when do I get to rap? Uh, Texas, I'm, I'm glad Mark Titus is going solo. I stopped listening to Titus and Tate years ago because Tate is an elitist snob who thinks college hoops outside the state of North Carolina is irrelevant. Okay. I like, I like both those guys. I mean, Tate does, he is very hyper-focused on North Carolina. My favorite thing about that show is Tate would always do this thing where he'd be like, you know, everybody knows this. Everybody knows the story. And then he would tell some very niche story about North Carolina that I think nobody outside the state of North Carolina <laughs> has ever heard or would ever know about. Uh, but he's Tate's an awesome guy. Mark's an awesome guy, too. So I hate that they're not working together anymore. It's sad. Texas, music side note for us 90s rockers. How did Bush sneak into town and play at the Palace last night and we didn't know about it? We're officially washed. I had no idea that Bush played at the Palace. That's weird because I saw Bush at the Palace. Well, they played their last. I night. saw him in uh, like I want to say it was like ninety five, ninety six. I saw him at the palace with uh, with uh, the toadies. I just Twitter searched Bush Palace. Now I feel weird about it. That's uh, gonna show up with weird, some weird stuff on the, the Facebook. Actually, there's nothing about this. Is Bush even still relevant? I saw Bush at the Louisville Palace last night. Apparently, I guess it was two days ago. Okay. The lead singer was high energy. Said he missed us during one song. He walked around the crowd. It was crazy amazing. It's still, I think the lead singer is Gavin Rosdale. I think. Is he still? Man, no, he was yeah. back in the day. That's, 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 that's I assume, yeah. I can't think. I I know. Any, I had the Bush their their debut album, uh, but outside that, I've never. I did see him in concert twice. Though. I saw him for free once at like one of the festivals, and then I saw him at uh, saw him at the Palace with like I said the Toadies open. Toadies had a one hit wonder song. Texas intro to the show. Mike rides in on the tank on the Yum Center floor. <laughs> Y'all need to do that on Tuesday. I love it. That's what you do. And now introducing. The, the, the television show that's sweeping the nation as of last night. Four or five hundred purple jack for the summer. <laughs> Come in and cut a rap. As I said on Twain, but ain't no mother stunner. <laughs> Texas, to be fair, pretty good chance that you'll see Bush at the Palace on most days. <laughs> now, were they playing or just outside begging? I think it, it looks like they were playing. Were they were they working the concession stand? Oh, God. As Bush even, I mean, they, I know they had like their second album had like one song on it, and then the the the, the Gavin dude came out publicly. He was like he's anorexic or something. I want to say. Oh really? Yeah, he did. He did like a song about anorexia. It's like it's hard to feel bad for the dude a little bit because I mean I do, but I don't. I mean, yeah. It's like you're you dated supermodels, man. <laughs> Texas, the work from home crowd didn't mind the REM as we roll left-handed sig after closing the work laptop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the go. way to do it. It's the way to do it. Texas, West Virginia has been better in the Big 12 than we have in the ACC. The Press Virginia teams with Javon Carter were very good. Yeah, but that was like their first year there, right, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was... When they went in 2010? No, that wasn't Press Virginia, though. The Press Virginia teams with Javon Carter were like recent. It was like 2016, 2017, 2018. Isn't that, isn't that the teams that got like just destroyed by Kentucky in like the second round? No, that was 2011. 11 or 12, yeah. They... 
they had teams that were really, they got upset. They, they went to the Sweet 16 in back-to-back years, 17 and 18. Well, I brain farted on that yeah. one. I mean, they, they were really good for a while there, and then, then since then they have not been. I brain farted. I, I, I remember, yeah, I just remember the, the, the Final Four run in 2010, and I thought it was just kind of been below radar ever since. I forgot about the Sweet 16 teams. No, they were. They, they, Sorry, Western Virginia fans. They got beat by Nova in 2018 when Nova wound up winning the whole thing. And then 2017, I think they were better. I think, and they went to the Sweet 16 in 2015, too. Oh, well. So, like, they've yeah, they've clearly I been. corrected. They were a four seed. They, they were always in, like, that four or five seed range. They lost to Gonzaga in a close game in the Sweet 16 in um, in 2017. That was the Gonzaga team that ended up playing Xavier in the lead eight with Chris Mack. So he's been there 13, 14 years, though, now. I mean, at least, right? Because he got there right. Because it was, like, only like 15 second, years. This is 15 seasons. Because it was, like, a second. Yeah, he wasn't there it wasn't long when they went to the Final Four run. I know that. He had just gotten there. It was his third year. Yeah. I knew, I knew he was relatively new, but. But they have, I mean, Texas right, though. If you want to look at, since 2015, when, when we made the move to the ACC, they've been to three Sweet 16s, one round of 32, five tournaments oh, yeah. total. They've been better than we have. We have the one Elite Eight our first year in the ACC, but we have not been past the first weekend. People since. forget about the Bobby Huggins-Kansas State stop, too, though. The one year. The, the, so forgettable. With Billy yeah, Walker they were, and... And they went to the NIT. Yeah. That was kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Texas says Louisville just won a baseball game in one hour and 48 minutes. I know. It's, it's awesome. It, it's pretty cool. You'd think it had been a one nothing shutout, but there was actually more. It was, what, was it 2-1, I think? 2-1? Yeah. Yeah. Texas says Matt Jones just announced that he's doing a sports TV show with Birdman. Cash Money versus No Limit has come back in Louisville in 2023. Birdman? Birdman. Tupac? He, he flies in any weather. That's the guy from Cash Money. Oh. <laughs> I think of Birdman. I think of Birdie, Tupac's character from Above the Rim. Birdman, Lil Wayne. Handle your business. A bunch of, I guess, UK fans have texted in the the UK destroyed WVU. You know, we, we remember, 78 to 39. I remember I remember they blew them out that one year in the second round, yeah. I remember it was because the, the, the guy who, they had the kid who guaranteed the win, the freshman. Yeah. For West Virginia. And that, the only reason why I hated that. And UK the, was coming off the the, 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 the the last second win on against Princeton. No, no, no. This was in 2015. This was the undefeated team. Oh, I was thinking, they, didn't they beat them all? Didn't they they blow beat them, them in 2010, too. Oh, like 2011. 11, yeah. But this was 2015. They had a kid who was like, "I guarantee that they're going to be 37 and one, or 38 oh, and one after this game." Yeah. And then UK beat, which by the way matched our win over Arizona for the largest margin of victory in a Sweet nice. 16 game ever. Well, not nice. I would have liked to have had that record That's for true. ourselves. And then they almost lost another Dame the game after that in the Elite Eight. I forget about that. Arizona, they were 12 seed. Texas says it's not a problem that you've already met all these people. Just wear a CCBM when you meet them and talk in your Mickey Mouse voice. They won't know who you are. They'll be intrigued and curious. Then you can unmask and amaze them all. CCBM, isn't it the hockey shirt? It's the Card Chronicle bird mask. Oh. See, I think it's like a hockey. I don't know why. Yeah. You've told me that so many times and I always forget. It's not, it's not a surprise. Nobody's <laughs> shocked here. <though. laughs> I heard they got this big snowstorm in Dallas. <laughs> Nobody gets what you're talking about. No, but I don't. I, I do this show for a one-man audience. You do it for just for me. You it's and like Scoots, the, the inside joke. Sco- yeah, it. Scoots gets it too. That's about that's it. That's it. That's all I'm here for. Everyone else is just be privileged to be joined. Did you see Jordan Wara last night? Spent some time with Chris Mack. I saw the picture. I didn't know how much it was spent with him, but I saw he posted a picture of him and uh, the Pacer game. Yeah, Chris Mack. I, I love how like the combination of comments on every Chris Mack tweet now. It's still like some people who are like. You quit on Louisville or whatever, and then it's like a lot of people who are like, "Please come back." It's it's changed so much. I guarantee you Chris Mack is just like, whatever. Uh, but he was there with his son, went up to visit Jordan Wara playing yeah, with, with the Pacers, and, and clearly Wara has no. You know, I think Wara is still a Chris Mack fan. He posted the picture with he some played hearts. Played for him for 
Seven, two years. Yeah, two years. Yeah. I mean, two of his three years at Louisville. He's only two. The only two where he really played. Yeah, because yeah, the pageant stuff. But I mean, it's yeah. So I'm, I don't see no reason. I mean, lay off. Let him go, guys. Let it's it fine. Go. Yeah, I mean, we just we have a hard time getting over anybody. To quote here. Frozen, just let it go. <laughs> Texas says, "What you have that in your bingo card?" Trevor I did not. Frozen did not. Texas, says, the best sports X fish conversation was Trevor trying to figure out how they put the weights in the fish to cheat in the Bass Pro Fishing Competition. <laughs> I'd forgotten that. We were like, "Wait, wait. <laughs> you're like, did they put them in before?" I'm like, <laughs> "Did they? I don't remember." No. I was like, "Yeah, they just caught fish, put it in. They hope they got really lucky and caught those same exact fish again." Well, wouldn't those fish just be like on the bottom of the sea? I mean, on the lake? Then they just—that's why they don't do it. They catch the fish and then you stuff them with the, the weights. Well, wouldn't they have noticed the, the boat moving, like, sinking lower because of all the weights in the boat? Sure, these, these, it's not like, how much do you think these fish weigh? When they, they're not putting 50-pound dumbbells in them. <laughs> these are, like, tiny, like, circle, like, lead balls. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing, like, in, in X-Men when... In, in, they're not going to sink the fishing boat. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, wouldn't it show up, though? I mean... <laughs> The boat's got to have, like, a little bit of a lean, right? I mean... No! The, I mean, Trevor, the, we're talking about, like, a very small amount of weight. These are, are, are not... These aren't sharks that they're catching, that they're putting extra 100-pound weights in. They're putting, like, tiny, tiny little balls in these fish. <laughs> I mean, it's still got to weigh. I mean, so they weigh. Not much. Well, then why cheat? What? I mean, they've got to... I mean, what? how do you know... I mean, I figured they put... I thought those, those fish weighed like 30 pounds. No, 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 no. And even if they did, that wouldn't be enough to... It wouldn't be enough to, to tip a boat over. Uh, they were... These were five... The, 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 the little weights they were putting in were all 12 ounces. Oh, that's it? Yes, they're tiny. Well, that's not much for cheating. Yeah, well, that's what they had to do. But basically, it was still way more than this, tip, this typical fish weighed. Because uh, the, the guy who was like... They get, did get, did they got caught because the fish weighed like 18 pounds, right? No, it wasn't that much, but it was like it was like 0.6 more pounds than like usual would be around there. And so the guy who like was weighing them, the guy who ended up doing the, like, we got weights and fish. We got weights and fish. He is like from that area, like he fishes in that lake, Lake Erie all the time, and knows exactly how much a typical. He's like every now and then you might be able to find one that's like, you know. Five pounds, nine ounces, or whatever, but that's it's super rare. So when all of these fish that looked normal were weighing like 0.6 pounds more than the average, he was like, "Something's up." And he's like, "I felt like I felt something hard when I was holding one of them." And so that's when he was like, after they got done, he's like, "I'm gonna cut Maybe these the fish, fish open." Just happy to see him. No, <laughs> no. Maybe the fish are just holding baby weight. You don't no. know. I mean. No. no. <laughs> Texas. I remember we got a CCBM for Christmas when I was a kid, and I remember thinking it was just becoming a thing. It was so awesome. That makes me feel a million years old. <laughs> You got a CCBM for Christmas when you were a kid, and it was just becoming a thing, and it was so awesome. I mean, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago for me when I was making that into like a big deal. You're an old man, I really. I mean, internet years especially. I'm like 85. Oh yeah, yeah. Internet years like dog years. Because the, the the whole thing for the CCBM was like somebody just sent me a link to that mask, and I was like, this is the perfect gift for. It was like Halloween 2012 or something. Didn't you tell me it was discontinued? Yeah, they, they like would sell out on Amazon, and like now they don't make the, they don't make the original one. They make like fake ones now. But like I was like the whole thing was we played Cincinnati on Halloween that year, and I was like let's all wear these and be totally silent and just creep them out. That was like, that was my original vision, still is. And then it just became a thing where everybody was buying them, everybody was talking, and it blew up. But it doesn't like that doesn't feel like it was that long ago to me. And I get if you, I guess if you're like 24, yeah, you were like a 13 year old kid at that time. That's Horribly depressing. That's what I can do during the, the pee show. 
Yeah. Just, but by the way, I think we're not going to go with that name. We're not going to call it the Pete <laughs> That's for R. Kelly. <laughs> he just got sent uh, to jail yesterday for like 30 years. Did he really? I yeah. saw him trending. I didn't know what that was about. Uh, no, I'll stand behind you during during your show in, in the bird mask. Just wear the mask? I'll just stand there like a guard, like a bodyguard. <laughs> not even, I will never say a word. Or you can be the St. Joe's mascot. You can never stop flapping your wings. Just, <laughs> every time I agree with something, I'll just do a flap. Just, Trevor, there is no way. Nose. Trevor, there is no way that you would stand there and not say a word. Impossible. <laughs> You'll see smoke coming out from under because I have a cigarette in my mouth. I don't know if you could just stand straight up for an hour. That's another good guess. <laughs> I don't know if that would happen. <laughs> He's like half with this show. I'm like, okay, guys. I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to take a seat right just, here. Your, your head just like starts falling on your shoulder. It's like he's tilting back. <laughs> leaning against the wall. I just collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> It'd make for a great show. Uh, Live TV, folks. <laughs> Master P just keeps talking. Just completely ignores Master you. Master P's freaking out. You just, you just keep talking. You're I'm just like, going he's on. He's fine. <laughs> he, does this, well, he does this twice a week. Yeah, it's, it's a normal Monday. It's, he thinks you just it's see funny. him on the radio show. <laughs> he thinks it's funny. Texas, I need a Rutherford. We got weights and fish. I can't, I can't do it in public. It's, it's weird. Can we do it? We got weights and fish. We got weights and fish. <laughs> weights don't belong in fish. <laughs> now we've made a scene. Poor ladies looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> Texas, to ensure the, that the boats don't sink too far down, they can always anchor them to the California-Hawaii Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Another great Trevor classic. Okay. First of all, I had no idea it was like an entire continent away, okay? I thought you could do a bridge. I don't know if Scoots knows this, that you thought that, that it was possible to build a bridge from California I say, to Hawaii. I just, I just I was curious. Because you thought it was like 13 miles. No, I didn't say 13 miles. I said it was like an hour drive, maybe. Whatever you thought it was, was exponentially closer oh, no, it's than like, it actually it's is. It's like 3,000 miles. It's the same equivalent. I know, we looked it it's up. It's like the equivalent from here to California. I, I'm going to have to take Trevor's side on this because I didn't know it was that far either. Oh, Thank you. Scoots. At least you're honest, Scoots. That I is nice. That. I would, I would have assumed a bridge could have been possible as well. Yeah, I mean, why not? Folks, I got news for both of you. It's it's not. It's I mean, we not, it's not coming anytime soon. Oh, you have to build gas stations on the bridge. <laughs> Imagine running out of gas in the middle of the well, I've got 2,000 miles to go. I guess we're here for a long time. Uh, I can't get a signal out here. <laughs> Texas, I don't even know where my CCBM is now. We should make the last game of the year a CCBM game. We should. We should bring it back. Texas, Trevor standing and being silent for one hour has better odds than a 16 seed winning the NCAA tournament. <laughs> because of the silence or the standing part? Either one. Both, yeah. Either one. It's a whole thing. All right, got to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about this game tomorrow against no. Georgia Tech. A little bit. A little bit. We'll make our picks for the weekend, talk about the other big games going on, get you ready for the days ahead. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here from Oxmoor Ford on a Friday here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Just an old half-ton, short bed Ford My uncle bought new in 64 Daddy got it right, cause the engine was smoking Couple of things were way better when I was younger <laughs> I think it's a token To get to the theme, back in 64 uh, your, your favorite country song The TK Country hits continue to Oh yeah, Alan Jackson baby. I was going to say, that sounds like Alan Jackson It's Alan Jackson I mean, what's the name of that song? It's we have "Drive" in the title of all the songs today. That is, it's called "Just Drive," and then Prince is like "Bad Daddy" or something. Is that right? 
Scoots and for the, Daddy for Daddy Gene. For Daddy Gene, yeah, it's he's of course because like the, there's other elements like the beginning verse is like him talking about teaching him how to drive a boat. Was it without weights? I don't know. And uh, and I was like, well, I don't want the boat. I want the car version. So the the car verse. So that's that's the verse of the car. He's driving down, driving he, down in, in in the car in the in the old Oldsmobile. Could he even give me like Chattahoochee? There's no driving in Chattahoochee. Couldn't even give me living on love. Old school Allen. I mean, <laughs> good <laughs> time. Like, we fogged. We fogged up the windows of my old Chevy. That's kind of driving. Was Alan Jackson did the uh, Remember song? Remember when, yeah. Remember that's, when? That's, that's, that's not my Alan Jackson. My that's Alan not Jackson. Jackson. My Alan Jackson. I'm, I'm mid-90s Alan Jackson. Early 90s Alan Jackson. Way down yonder on a Chattahoochee. Chattahoochee. It gets much. hotter than a you, you probably like tall, tall trees. I like tall, tall trees. Yeah. I'm a remember. I'm a, I'm a slow Alan Jackson. I'm a remember when guy. 30 seems so young now <laughs> looking back. Particularly because that was one of the songs. I, when I, I used to work at a video store. I know this is shocking. Uh, this is one of my last video store jobs, actually. It was out in Fern Creek or by uh, uh, out in that way. And they used to, like, we couldn't watch movies on the screen like I could. Almost every other video store I had where you could put a movie in and watch it. But these, they made us watch these like like corporate videos over and over. And they had two music videos on it. And it was Alan Jackson, Remember When... And Brad Paisley, little thing, little moments, mm. and I would like they would just I would hear both those songs at least ten times in a shift, to the point where I still can sing both of them. I know both of them. I mean, Sounds terrible. It's just like Mark Willis and the that's all my country music is country music shoved down my throat. It's not work. Fort Spade, yeah, bed, yeah, in Fort Spade and enjoyed it. That's all. It, that's all I have. Uh, we get about let's see here, sixteen minutes there to go. Uh, we're gonna look at some of the college basketball games ahead this weekend, yeah. And then we're gonna pick the Louisville Georgia Tech game for no. tomorrow. Before we do that, though, <laughs> we'll take uh, we'll take as many texts as we can get to here. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Texas says TK can make that Miss Arizona pageant girl feel like an Ivy Leaguer. I haven't seen that clip. What? Uh huh. I don't know Miss Arizona. Apparently, I have a chance with Miss Arizona. I don't know. Apparently, she's dumb. Now, she can be worse than the South Carolina girl, That's right? That's the one that I remember. That's the one in history. What did she screw up with? US, somebody about USA, wasn't it? Well, she, No, she screwed up everything. She, the, the answer was like most – the question was – there was a question from the girl who played uh, the daughter in Friday Night Lights, Amy Teagarden. She asked okay. like, like, some stat about how m- Americans can't find the United States on a map, uh, on a world map. Yeah. Like, like, why is that? And, like, what do you? What can you do? What would you do to help, like, fix that problem? And she's like, because she maps just, are so hard to find. She's like, most people, some people don't have access to maps. And then she's like, some people in the Iraq and South Africa, Africa and such as. And, like, she just. So great. So the thing about that, so I remember that night vividly. We that were, was, like, 2008, maybe. It was 2008. It was the year yeah. after I graduated college. But we were in Lexington. We still had friends living there. And, like, we were watching that pageant all, like, when we were, like, pre-drinking before going to the party. And, like, I remember we all thought she was very attractive. And we're like, sure, that's. On- like that's the girl that we want to win, and then we went to the other house for the party, and like it was they had the, the show on to the girls that did, and like we're watching the end, and she didn't win, and we're like, oh, this is like this is crap. And the next morning we woke up and we're like, this is I guess why she didn't win. <laughs> we missed the answer that was, but it became a viral one of those first viral sensations. That's unfair. I mean, intelligence shouldn't have matter. It's it's all about appearance in a Miss Miss USA. Well, it's not supposed to be. Well, I mean, then let's get rid of, then why do we have swimsuit competitions? Texas, has Trevor, any chance of a bridge from Hawaii to Australia? Nobody could probably get to the PG Islands, can't you? Sure. With the bridge. New Zealand? Yeah. What Texas. about Alaska? What about a bridge from Alaska to Russia? Yeah. yeah. You can see it. I mean, if anyone can see it, why you can't can see it right, It's right there. <laughs> Stone's throw away. It's like Ireland and Wales. Texas, Trevor, once they put the dumbbells in the fish, they just toss them in the shallow water and let them sit on the bottom. <laughs> Obviously, they couldn't swim away at that point. Then they just grab them up the day of the tournament. 
That's what I was thinking. If you drop them, they're just going to sink to the bottom. Can't you just get, like, a hook and just take it down there and, like, stab them and bring them up that way? Like kebab? Sure. Nothing fishy about that. <laughs> we got rid of our great be, technology that we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on, and we're just we're, we're old school in this. No. Just just sticks that we've we've cut down to a sharpened point. Be, they put the weights and they drop them down, but they got caught because they were like, "Why are they fishing with a magnet?" Like <laughs> bring it up with a, with a magnet. Here's our fish. We chose to spear our bass today. Uh, worked out really well for us, actually. I think you're going to be really surprised. This went great. It's a new method. Texas says, did Trevor ever speak to the AI while high thing? Well, you, you asked I, me the other night. I, did, I, did, I haven't looked at it. I haven't done it yet, but I did. You do have a, I have a text from you with telling me who to look for. The other night you asked which, which chat bot you wanted to talk to. So I, I meant to ask on, I think, Wednesday whether or not you'd actually done it, but I knew you were looking into it. Yeah, I, I was actually, I was planning on, I think it was Wednesday, and then I just, uh, I got too high and forgot about it and went, just went on living well, my that, life. It's going to happen. That's, yeah. I, just, I meant to, but I just went on with living my life instead. So I'm worried the chat bot's going to like freak you out if you're in a bad but mental you, space. You, you gave... <laughs> so don't do it after the George Tech game, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so you, you gave me the suggestion, so I will try to knock one of them out this weekend. Yeah, there's, two, there's the Bing chatbot, which I guess they've... It was freaking out so many people that they changed the restrictions now. You can only ask it, like, five questions. Because I Googled it, and I came up with something chat... Chatbot. No, chatbot. It was something to do with Google, I there's think. There's Microsoft chatbot, and there's yeah. the Bing one. There's chat GPT. That's what it was. That's the one I asked yeah. you about. And you were like, try that or something else. Or the Bing one, yeah. Texas I saw someone did an AI got in trouble like legally because of like a comic book or something. I don't know that. I saw it on Spectrum News when I turned the TV on the other day. Uh, like somebody gets did and wrote a comic book using AI and somehow like they, they somebody stole the idea and that was copyright idea. Hmm. I, I don't know. Texas little known fact from the world according to Trevor: the Germans fueled up and got some burgers in San Bernardino after attacking Pearl Harbor. Made it a lot easier on the getaway route was 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 it was on land. I don't think there was really a getaway route for Pearl Harbor. That's what happened. Well, you didn't know that. It was the bridge. <laughs> Texas, using your one year of law class, uh, how would you analyze Brett Favre's defamation lawsuit against Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee? It's doomed, doomed to fail. Yeah, is, is what I would say. Why? Because he's claiming that they've made up stuff about his legal issues and and all. And no, just dude, Brett. Let I like go. that Pat McAfee was like. He responded to it live on his podcast or whatever he does now and was like, yeah, can't wait. This is going to be fantastic. He's like, I don't have an attorney. I don't care. Nothing's going to happen from that. No, absolutely not. Texas said, I would give KP more leeway if he coaches the rest of the year wearing a CCBM. <laughs> It'd be great. You can't, you, can't get, you can't file defamation if you're a public figure. And that part of being a public figure is opening yourself up to criticism on a national perspective? No, if it's something that damages your reputation and you can prove that it was entirely untrue or that they should have known, that they absolutely knew that it was untrue and still went ahead and said it anyway, you can file a claim for that. Okay. Texas, everything that, it's quote, everything I love is killing me, cigarettes, Jack Daniels, and KP. <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, it sounds like a great party. <laughs> Texas has a sumbish forward, has on, had three on the column and a dent in the door. <laughs> That's a song. I don't know if that's from the song we just played or not. I don't even know. Might be. Yeah, I think it might be, yeah. Texas says, instead of making a show with Master P, you should open up a strip club for all the right reasons. Cowboy. 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 Meow. Texas says, TK, don't forget about Frank Costanza's lawyer, a.k.a. Larry David, who wore a cape he in the did. 90s. Mike also doesn't follow trends. He did wear a cape. Cause I'm, that was the, Is why? that a trend now, cape and skates? <laughs> Why was your attorney wearing a cape? He's eccentric. 
So this is Mike, is that the Yankees logo on Jim Patterson above the right side of the press box? I've never noticed that. If you, oh, you know the press I box be, Yeah, but I don't know, like Tino Mart. It's like the Tino Martinez press box or something. I don't know they might have. It wasn't called that when I was last up there. But I mean, I've been. I haven't covered a baseball game like in person in the press box in you know over ten years. I mean, I was like two thousand six, two thousand seven when I was there. Yeah, I don't, I don't. It doesn't ring a bell either. I feel like. I mean, I could see that. I could see them having some kind of Yankee Pertino. But I mean, why would you put a Yankee logo? Why don't you just put something with like his signature on it or something? We'll have to ask Sean Moth. If Plus, he, uh, wow, that doesn't also doesn't make much sense because he. The whole, the whole Tino Martinez thing was he was Prado's brother-in-law. And Prado was gone before Patterson opened. I'm looking at it right now. It does look like a Yankees logo there. It's weird. There's a Cardinals logo on one side and a what appears to be a Yankees logo on the other. Uh, I, I, would, I would have to assume that, like, Tino or somebody donated that money and wanted it done like that. Yeah, but that's, you know, like I said, his connection to Louisville was because of Prado, right? I mean. Yes. And Prado was gone before Patterson opened. Um, his, I think Patterson's first year was his last year. Okay, well then, that, then, then, then that. Okay, I always see. I thought there was he was gone before that. I thought, I was thinking he was gone for like a year or so before. Uh, Texas, the Yankee logo has been up there since it opened. Then that would make sense. And if Prado was still here, then that makes perfect sense. I guess that's what what it was. Yeah. Some sort of contribution, and then you got to put your logo on there. Although if you're Tino, wouldn't you just want like your face up there? Or that's something? what I'm saying. More like a signature or something. Like I that. guess at that time he still felt like he was synonymous with the Yanks. And Well, I think he is always synonymous with the Yanks. But I'm saying he? like, you know, now you're just kind of thinking Tino Martinez doesn't resonate as much as it did back in 07 or 06. I'd want, no, like, no. I want something that would make people be like, there's my face. Like there's you you ask a 19-year-old who Tino Martinez is, they probably have no idea. Yeah, which is sad, but. It is sad. We're old. We've established this. Uh, new Bracketology just came out. This is going to shock you. What was not in it? We still have at least one more quad one opportunity, though. <laughs> it's not the, I would say we're the last four out. <laughs> we're not. The The first four teams left out of the field, according to Joe Lenardi, Penn State, Utah State, North Carolina, Ooh. and Charleston. The next four out, Texas Tech, Clemson, Michigan, and New Mexico. <laughs> the last four teams in are Oklahoma State, USC, Wisconsin. The last team in right now, according to Lenardi, Mississippi State. Wisconsin won last night, didn't they? They did. Big win for them. Yeah, so that's what's hot. They got they're hot right now, but they're still tenth in the Big Ten. Like they have a losing record in the Big Ten. Like if you like if you're Rick Pitino, why don't you just go? If you, I know if you're mad at Minnesota, don't take it on the. Why don't you just go to coach at Wisconsin? Like isn't that their rival? Would that be better? Yeah, but they also have a coach. Yeah, but I'm, they'll fire him for Rick Pitino, won't they? No, I would. It's Wisconsin. <laughs> isn't it Gar Hurd or something? It's Greg Gard. Greg Gard, yeah. It's they're all about the the program, the culture. Yeah. They they're not gonna fire Greg Gard. Get over it. No. Well, Led Zeppelin playing. Uh, Larry's the last four buys that he has, the teams avoiding the, fir- avoiding the first four, Pittsburgh, Nevada, Memphis, and West Virginia. The aforementioned West Virginia, Bob Huggins of West Virginia. I thought, I thought Pitt was more safely in than that, but apparently not. Well, what is Lenardi? He's the ACC. He's probably wrong anyway. Who cares? Uh, his number one seed's Kansas, Purdue, <laughs> not Houston, and Alabama. His Alabama is the number one overall seed. Yeah, right well, the fans, if you think we still have a chance, don't worry. He's already slept us out. He didn't know anything anyway. Well, he <laughs> guaranteed that we were in two years ago. He said we had a 100% chance of getting I in remember, after we I, lost to Duke. Guess what? I can, 100% I, means different to the rest of the world than it means to Joe Lenardi. I'll never forgive him. I know. You sound like me when I talk about Carl Shepard. Well, because like, all these Louisville fans were like, well, Lenardi. Because like, I was getting crap because I'm like, I'm telling you right now, our resume, we're, we're, it's iffy right now. Like, like we are going to get a hard look. And they're like, well, Lenardi's saying 100%. Lenardi's saying 100%. I'm like, I don't care what Lenardi says. 
he's wrong. And he was. He was very wrong. And then he does the thing at the last second where he tries to save face. He's like, it's 50-50 that they're in or not. I'm like, what? You said 100% two days ago. You, you don't get to do that. If it's 100%, it cannot change. I'm going to hand a note to Master B and be like, bring up Lenardi 2020. <laughs> I'd ruin the first show. He'd never do the show with You're me again. You're just going on a huge rant. <laughs> like, Master P, like, he would get the bad press, too. It's like, Master P show goes hard after Joe Lenardi. <laughs> and it'd be all me. Texas 90s retro capes are back in style. Urban, I don't, I mean, capes Urban are, sombrero and skates are too. If you're feeling nasty, bro, that's so sad. But yeah, I, I, I get the Seinfeld wearing a cape in the '90s, but that, that wasn't a thing in the '90s in general, was it? I, I, I've never worn a cape in public. I've never worn. I, know, I don't remember capes being popular in any way during the '90s. I, I don't really either. Uh, Saturday ahead in college basketball. We have actually a good game tonight in Xavier Seton Hall. Yeah, it will be. But it will be a loaded Saturday, the penultimate Saturday of the regular season. Next week we get championship week starting. Uh, that'll be a whole lot of fun. But a lot of big games to look forward to. 2 p.m. on at ESPN2, Arkansas on the road taking on a now much-talked-about Alabama team. Uh, I mean, Bama struggled with South Carolina, who's who's not very good. Arkansas is better, but at least this game is at home. You won't have the lock up cheers or anything like that. Who wins this one? Uh, I don't know if you know, there's no line yet. No lines yet. Because yeah. um, we can't, God forbid, we do college basketball spreads more than 24 hours in advance. Oh, tell me about it. Uh, I'm going to say Alabama wins this one. I think Alabama wins, and they win relatively comfortably. I'm going to say they win by 7-8. Top 10 matchup at 2 o'clock on ESPN. Number 8, Texas on the road, taking on number 9, Baylor. Texas 11-4 in the Big 12. Baylor 9-6 in the Big 12. Texas looking to keep alive its chances of winning at least a share of the Big 12 regular season title. Right now, they are tied with Kansas. Uh, Who wins this one, TK? Baylor. I think it's a really good game. I'm going to say... How about this? I'm, I'm calling overtime here. Ooh. Calling overtime. Overtime. Baylor wins narrowly in overtime. Lenardi 100% guarantee? <laughs> There's no such thing. <laughs> Joe should know. We should know. That should be a shirt. Joe should know. Joe should know. <laughs> Six o'clock, gigantic game for North Carolina, who is on the wrong side of the NCAA tournament bubble right now, yep. if you listen to people like Joe Lenardi. They're hosting number six, <laughs> Virginia, who's been really struggling late, but maybe got a wake-up call by losing to Boston College this week. North Carolina, zero quad one wins. They have two chances to get there before the ACC tournament uh, this game and then next week against Duke. Do they get it done? Do they take down Virginia on Saturday? Um, no, I think Virginia wins. Ooh, I like that. I think Virginia has a bad taste in their mouth. North Carolina just still can't get their head out their rear. Carolina should have beaten them in Charlottesville earlier this year, and they were without somebody. I can't remember who, who didn't play in that game. I think they win this one. I think Virginia, I don't think it's like a lack of focus. I think it's just... With Virginia having so many upperclassmen, so many guys who are old, they were playing really well early in the season because they were already near their ceiling. Other teams have gotten better now. Virginia hasn't improved. I think Carolina. I think it's close. I don't. I think Virginia plays better than they have recently. But I think Carolina wins this game, and I think eventually they're going to get into the tournament. I'll be shocked if they. I'll be surprised if they don't. I think they get in, but they don't win tomorrow. Okay. Uh, six o'clock on the SEC Network. Uh, no, no, never mind. Uh, who cares? That game sucks. Seven thirty on Fox. <laughs> I'm, the, who it is. I'm assuming you can hear this on fourteen fifty the Big X. Number seventeen Indiana yeah. on the road taking on number five Purdue. Boilermakers looking for some revenge from Indiana's win uh, last month in Bloomington. I think this is going to be a fantastic game. I'm excited about it. Who you got, TK? Yeah, you will get that game on our radio tomorrow, uh, along with uh, Bellarmine's women starting at one forty-five, as well as some uh, IHSA. Uh, Won a uh, championship game at 10 a.m. Let's go Silver Creek. So, uh, yeah, I got a lot. <laughs> Not in it, but. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, other than that, IU, Purdue. It's in, it's in Bloomington, right? 
Uh, no, it's a, it's a, at Purdue. Purdue West Lafayette. Purdue's winning because yeah, it's right, they beat them in Bloomington earlier this year. Stormed. Yeah, so I'm going. Yeah, How dare they? I'm going Purdue with the with the the revenge win. I think Purdue wins by ten. And I, I'm still big on Indiana. I still think long term. I'm I'm high on that team, but I think Purdue gets them pretty good tomorrow. Scoots Purdue winning tomorrow. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> All the confidence of a long life tortured future. Oh Hoosier yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, the big rivalry in the West Coast. Screw UCLA, Arizona. It's St. Mary's Gonzaga, number fifteen. It is at number twelve. Ten p.m. ESPN. Great way to cap off the night. Um, Zags lost to St. Mary's earlier this season on the road. Conference championship implications. St. Mary's has a one-game lead in the WCC over Gonzaga. Who wins this one? Might be Satan, best St. Mary's team since they had that Omar yours it dude. Sam Han. Sam Han. Yeah, and then I, I remember I loved that team because I used to chant, Omar's coming. Omar's coming. Uh, I'm going St. Mary's with the win. Oh, I'm going Gonzaga at home. I think they, they've they been playing better as of late. Now, they get they get neutered in the kennel. I think they win this game. They, they have not lost the kennel this year. They're, uh, we'll see what happens. But that should be a fun one. They, they barely won at St. Mary's. I think Gonzaga gets payback. It's a great rivalry. They should play probably again in the conference tournament championship game. The big show, though, is at 2 p.m. Kentucky. Regional Sports Networks. Bally Sports South this here in the Louisville. fancy way of saying Bally's. 4-24 <laughs> Louisville on the road taking on 11-17 Georgia Tech. Wow. The Cards took down the Yellow Jackets earlier this year. Do they get their first road win of the season? Do they get a season sweep? Is this happening tomorrow afternoon, TK? Who you got? Uh, I got I gotta have a lot of drugs to watch this game, but uh, I think it's gonna be Louisville fans are gonna be happy. I'm going the cards get the sweep, passengers sent home. Uh, Louisville wins by seven. I picked us to beat Tech the last time. You did. I'm not doing it this time. I think I think Tech's gonna win. I think Tech gets the home win. I think the dream for us not finishing last. Are you doing a Clemson thing again where I picked us to be Clemson and you picked us to lose? No, I genuinely think we're not going to win. I know we've been playing better. Georgia Tech also quietly has been playing better recently. Screw Georgia Tech. They beat VT. They beat Notre Dame. They lost narrowly to Pitt on the road. Um, They've been playing a little bit better. And they also – we we glossed over the fact that we beat them without their starting point guard the last time we played. Uh, I think that will make a difference having him back. I'm going to say Tech wins. I think it's close. I'm going to say Tech 68-66. Hope I'm wrong. Another one possession loss for us, huh? Another one, well, we do tend to do that. We have, we're have we 0-1, what, six in one possession games? Yeah, yeah. Regardless, we got a big Monday coming for you. We'll have the press conference at 10 a.m. We'll have Master P on the show at 4 o'clock. TK will be here, and then we'll get you ready for the first episode of the Master P and Mike Rutherford TV show that night. So regardless of what happens this weekend. Unless he quits by time. By he's by not time. going to. You're going to want to be tuned in Thursday, or Monday, I should say, at 3 o'clock. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you guys then. Uh. Just a dirt road with trash on each side, but I was Mario Andre when Daddy let me drive.